Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Married Men Don't Talk Show. Phone lines are open right now, but this show is strictly for men only. We have a few rules, and they are absolutely no profanity, no politics, and no racial stuff. This show is apolitical and race neutral so that we can make sure that any man can feel comfortable on our show. And this ain't Bible study. Tonight's topic, no. No. My name is Rodney, and I'll be your host along with my co-hosts, Tony and Darren. If you do have something to say, please feel free to do so. Please feel free to do so, or if you prefer to just listen, that's absolutely fine as well. But please find your mute button right now and kindly put your phone on mute if you don't plan on talking. All right. With all that said, let's get started. Just Say No was an ad campaign that was part of the U.S. war on drugs during the 80s and early 90s. I grew up in the 80s and early 90s, and I can honestly tell y'all that I've never used any form of drugs a day in my life. As a teenager in high school and college, I was offered drugs, and additionally, I've been in the same room in which some drug use was going on. I just said no without any hesitation. Their advances never phased me one bit. Now, how much of my stance can be attributed to the Just Say No campaign, I cannot really say. However, I do attribute my lack of drug use to how my parents raised me. Now, fast forward and bring in the topic of no to my adult life. This topic came from the fact that my wife tells me that whenever she asks me for something, my default response to her is always no. doesn't matter what it is. When it comes to her, She believes that my answer is usually no. Now, eventually, I might come around and say yes, depending on what it is. But with anybody else, she says, I'm quick to say yes. But when it comes to her, it's a firm no. You know, no matter what it is, how much money it is, it don't matter. It's just she's talking and she's asking and I'm saying no. Can anybody else relate to this, or is it just me and her? You know what, Rodney? Mm-hmm. As much as you keep them kids, that should be your, your, your get-out-of-jail-free card. Because you, you always say yes to things that other men would expect their wives to be doing for their kids or with their kids. So if if it got anything to do with with her saying you say no, I don't know what else she could be talking about. Because having kids that young, hey, that's all that matters. As long as I'm saying yes to that, or as long as you're saying yes to that, then I'm. It ain't nothing else to say no to. I mean, she shouldn't want nothing else. <laughs> okay. Anybody else? No words, brother. Anybody else? I mean, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't. I can't quite wrap my mind around hearing no and me saying no. I, I, I think I say no on some things, and I think I'm told no on some things. But um, I wouldn't say it's always no. I, I, I just I, I can't see that perspective. Mm-hmm. 
Now, do y'all know a dude? Now, I don't have, obviously, I don't have any, you know, problem telling my wife no, but do y'all know a dude, y'all know anybody that just can't seem to tell his wife no? Um, let's see. Can't seem to tell her no? Um, I thought it was you, Rodney. I, yeah, mm-hmm. I know somebody. I know somebody who would never give his wife a yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, it's, that's, that's you, Rodney. But as far as uh, a no, um, yeah, I, I think I know someone, and uh, his wife doesn't work, and she's real conscious about her looks, so she spends, you know, quite a bit on her looks. And uh, you know, he obviously he provides the financial means for that to happen. So I would assume that he never said. I don't. I would assume that he doesn't say no a lot because her looks mean so much to her. You know what I'm saying? Sure, sure. That's that's just an assumption I'm making. That. Mm-hmm. Well, what about you? Do you ever find yourself saying yes when you really want to say no? Uh, wow. This is kind of hard for me because even if I say yes, I will change my mind and um, just recant and just say, you know what, I ain't doing it, or the answer is no. Hmm? Yeah, I mean, like uh, my wife was doing Destination Imagination, and I said I would help her with it. And then once we got started doing it, uh, through it, I changed my mind. It became uh, too much of an inconvenience for me, and I said, I'm not going to be able to do it, and I stopped. So you initially gave her your word, and then you recanted? Yes. And how did she feel about that? Was she cool with it? or? Yeah, she she was cool with it. I mean, it wasn't a big deal or anything. Mm-hmm. I made I made sure I tell my wife um, if it's within reason I make sure I tell her uh, most of the time yes because uh, I mean because they deserve it you know my, well mine do I ain't gonna say y'all do but I'm just saying mine mine deserve it most of the time it's it's not something unreasonable but I I um I I do I will not let her go grocery shopping what by herself by herself. You know, yeah, I, I that's always, the same with me. Know, I always, I, I've, since I've been with my wife, we've always gone grocery shopping together. Yeah, so y'all go grocery shopping together too. So, yeah, yeah, yeah let's confused. go together. I'm confused, but that's not a yes or no thing or anything like that. It's just something we do. Well, that's something I do because I don't want to go crazy. What do you mean? I, I just don't want to. Um, I, I when if if I say okay. Can you go in there and before you go go shopping, make a list? And she makes a list, but she makes a list without looking at what we actually need. <laughs> so so I, I just don't like the, you know, she come home with stuff and then spend way more than what, that, what I normally spend, and we don't have half the stuff that we need. Mm. So I just say, you know what, to kill this problem, mm. I'm, I'm just going to go with you because I don't want to fuss. I don't want to make it seem like I'm just telling you no. I don't want to, you know, all that other stuff. So let, let's go shopping together. Yeah, mine's, mine's, mine is different. My situation is a little different. 
Huh, okay. I don't understand. Yeah, but you, you you remember the last time I told you that um that I, she asked me, we, she was trying to juice at one time, and she said, I'm going to Sam's to buy some fruit. How much how much money can we spend on the, on the fruit? I was like, well, first of all, I'm thinking to myself, you ain't going to stick with this juicing thing as soon as you see one new steaks over here cooking. And then, you know, if I say $100, uh, then you're going to go over. So I told her, I said, well, $50. She said, $50? i am going to Sam's. I said, well, okay, 100 but don't spend no more than 100 on fruit. And when she got back, she spent $330. What? On fruit. I don't. I, you. You now. I'm I, now. I'm lost. I'm, now, I'm lost. I've never. This is it. In my life, right, right. Have heard of anybody spending three hundred dollars worth of fruit? Right. That's why. That's why I almost went crazy. And that's why I say you do not go to the grocery store by yourself ever, 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 ever again. So the topic of the show is no. That's right. So yeah. you 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 are saying, Darren, that can your wife go to, go grocery shopping without you? The answer is no. Oh yeah, most definitely. That's a no. That's a definite no. Okay. Because I took out, I took off. I ran down the street in my pajamas, and it was raining. And the police stopped me because he thought I was just like in a mental ward or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we, we've taken another turn, another twist. All right, wait a minute. You saying you ran out of your house in your pajamas? Yes. Because I ain't wanna, I ain't wanna punch nobody. I didn't want no catch no domestic violence charge. Because you know that's bill money. So, oh, so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to put this together. So your wife must have left on the way to the store without you. And I'm yeah, assuming this was you a, ran this out. Was, no, 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 this was, this was the time that I decided to start going to the grocery store with her. So, and, so this is this is what got us to this place of me going grocery shopping or her coming with me when I go grocery shopping. Because that, that teed me off so bad that I had to jet out the house right then in my house coat. Oh, okay. Okay, when you found out about the fruit, the $300 fruit. Right. I'm like, gotcha. wait, what? $330 worth of fruit? And then she said, well, I got them some Pop-Tarts. And then that's when I was about to... I almost I just had to leave the house, and then the, I got stopped about a mile and a half down the street from the house uh, by a police officer and asked me was I all right? You know, you know, you, you know, uh, a, a man jogging in his house house robe and and some flip flops with pajamas on. He was wondering what was wrong with me. Mm. So that's why I just choose to from now on. She's not going to the grocery store by herself ever. Mm. And she might have gotten better. She might have gotten better since then. But since that time, no, you're not going to the grocery store by yourself. Do you think it's just easier to say yes? You know, no matter what what it is, you just keep down problems. Well, it creates it creates more problems. No. It Why does. Today? I mean. If you say yes all the time, you 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 create problems. You're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah, that's true. That, if you yeah, ask me I, now, 
Because the moment yeah. you give a no, then you're doing something that's unpredictable and something out of character of what you've been doing all along. And when you do that to a woman, they 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 can't handle it. They like that security of being able to predict how you're going to respond. And whenever you give them a response that they're not able to predict or comprehend, then usually they respond with a very emotional response that lacks any intellect. Hey, let me ask you a question, Ike. Yes, sir. Um, are you talking? Are you talking about as a uh, kind of like as a rule, as a principle? You throw in no's, even if it's something that you would say yes to. Or are you saying that your wife or a woman would ask you so much stuff that you just have to say no to some of it? What I'm saying is, if you always say yes, when you finally do give a no, uh, you're going to get an emotional, irrational response because it's not predictable. There's no security in, in predictability. And also what I'm saying is is that whether you say yes or no to whatever, it doesn't have to be, always be all yeses. But even if you say yes or no, um, women like to be like like the security of, of knowing what you're going to say. Have you ever said something to, to your wife or your girlfriend and she had no idea what you you know that you were going to say that, or she thought you would go in a totally different direction. Well, nine times out of ten, what was her reaction? Uh, I, I agree. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, yeah, she'll I, she'll say something to the effect, "Oh, I, you know, try to tell me, oh, I thought you were going to say this, that, or, or the other." Absolutely, absolutely. And so, what what we but we as men, we, we, we often take that and say, oh, well, she's trying to tell me how to feel, you know, and, and, and that's usually how things can go down south. But it's not that she's trying to tell you how to feel. It's just that women love and crave security. And there is a certain sense of security in being able to predict 100% of the time exactly how your mate is going to respond to whatever situation. Well, and, and and another thing to that, you know, uh, I remember when I was married to my first wife, uh, well, my ex-wife, I have I had already told her yes to everything, and then the day that I told her no, she looked at me like I was, uh, like like I just cursed her out. And mm-hmm. for ten years, I said I said yes to this, yes to this, because I've seen my in my own house and my own upbringing. I just thought that if my dad would just tell my my mom yes, then she'll stop all this fussing and complaining. And I said, you know, what well, if it's going to be, I'm just going to tell my wife yes to everything so she can just shut up, you know, so I, I won't have to hear it. So I, I went, went into my new marriage like that, saying yes to everything. And then the day that I told her, look, I don't want you writing this person in prison because things might happen. And then she looked at me like, who the heck you think you're talking to? And I'm like, I'm, I'm talking to you. I'm telling you I don't want you to write this dude, period. I don't care if he is a family member. I don't want you to write him. And she went off on me from there. I mean, it's like, you don't tell me what the F is, that, that. I was like, whoa, 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 I'm I'm your husband. I'm just telling you what you're not going to do. Well, you don't, I mean, so it turned into something chaotic where it should have just been a simple, no, don't do that, and, it should have been handled from there. It should have been enough for me to just say, no, give you a reason why. Oh, okay, baby, I understand, and, and, and just drop it from there. 
Exactly. I'm sorry. This is 301928. Was that Rodney speaking? Yeah, go ahead, brother. It's there. Yeah, you lie. Go ahead, brother. Yeah, this is Bruce, man. Um, I may have something to say. I just joined, so I'm not, I'm not fully sure what the topic is yet. But Oh, the topic is no. Saying no to the wife? Yeah. Or saying no, period, about anything to the wife? Both. Yeah, I mean, some, some things you have to say no to. I mean, but go ahead. Let me let me catch up. Okay. All right. Sounds good. But is saying no, fellas, usually tied directly to your time or your money? Is it usually tied to one of those two things or sometimes both? When it comes to saying no, it's tied directly to your time or your money. Yeah, I, I think I think so. Um, I know there was an instance where I had told my wife no, and it was because I had work. Uh, last week I was supposed to go to open house uh, to my daughter's school, and I had said I was going to go, planned to go, but then I had some situations to happen at work that required my time, and I told my wife I couldn't go. And I got the typical irrational emotional response. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like uh, I'm missing open house because the Ravens are playing or, you know, because my boys are coming over. I'm missing it because I'm at work. I'm on the phone. You know, I have work going on. Right. I don't mm-hmm. think it's necessarily tied to the money. Um, I think the time has a lot to do with it, though, because I, I remember – one time I was getting dressed for work on a Sunday, and my next-door neighbor came and knocked on the door right before we went to church and said, do you want to go to a Redskins game because I got an extra ticket? <laughs> and I had to say, whoa. I said, well, I can't go to church today, baby. And she got really upset, but I couldn't pass that opportunity up, so... I don't, I don't, like I said, I don't think it's necessarily tied to the money, but the time definitely has something to do with it. Wait a minute. So, so do you, did you agree with your wife not able to understand why you would quit church to go to a football game? No, I did not agree with her because that was a, I don't have a, you know, I didn't, back then, you know, I didn't have $150 to go to a football game. So if somebody offered me a free ticket to go to the Redskins game, you know, that's my team, I'm going to have to say yes. I mean, Yo, wait, okay, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, back up, brother. Hold on a second. All right, so you telling me that you was getting ready to go to church. Yep. And, and your wife was getting ready as well to go to church. And the kids. And the kids getting ready to go to church. And you said, hold, stop the presses. Y'all go ahead and move forward. Daddy going to a football game. Baby, I'll holler at you. Yeah, that sounds selfish, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. 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 I did the same thing, brother. You can't pass the same thing. Like that, so. No. <laughs> but, but, but. And, go ahead. I'm just, I'm just being honest. So that's cool. Happen. That's cool. That's what we want. That's what we want. No, I'm just because I'm just asking. Did you understand her her rationale oh, yeah, behind absolutely. her? Absolutely. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. Well, did Darren, let me ask, uh, the brother speaking uh, who, who went to the Redskins game. What exactly was the reason she was upset? Yeah. Exactly. Because I passed up going to church with her and the family for a Redskins game. 
No, you didn't. So you didn't let me, pass okay, it up. let me just clarify something. So it wasn't that you had two or three little bitty babies and she was going to be struggling with them by herself. She could easily handle the kids at church. Yeah, they they wasn't. They was tough. I mean, they were small at this time, but they weren't infants. No, it would no. The deal was remember. Remember what I said about emotional and irrational response. There you go. Right, that was an emotional response. They are quick to play the victim role. You mean to tell me this game means more to you than going to church with me and your family on a Sunday? Exactly. Exactly. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Were you going to church every Sunday up to this point with your family? At that time, yeah, I was going to, you know, Calvary Baptist Gospel, you know, pretty much every Sunday. That was, it's been a while. Yeah, I was I'm going to church like, much every Sunday, yeah. So during that time, you were faithfully going to church with her. So one yeah. Sunday, you get this opportunity to go see your team play, and you took it. That's right. right. I would have done the same thing. T-Hall, come on, man. You're going to, I would have done the same thing. I, I, I might have said... You know what? We're going to skip this week if you don't really feel like going, but I'm going to see my boys play. My right. wife would have. Free, my, free tickets to FedEx? I mean, I'm like, wow. How, yeah, my, wife would, my wife would have expected me to go. I don't know about y'all. I would have been at the game. I would have been at the yeah. game. My wife would have looked at me crazy if I didn't go. Yeah. No doubt. My wife would have no. encouraged me to go. Yeah. No doubt. I don't understand. I don't understand if your wife. It sounds like his wife was opposing this. So if his wife is opposing this, he's asking for trouble if he if he says no to her and yes to a neighbor that sporadically says, hey, man, there, I got an empty ticket. Let's roll. There, there, there. there. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Real quick. You, you're looking at the answers yes and no. Remember what I said, predicted response. Remember the security and the predictability. She never would have predicted him to make that that choice, and she was shocked by it, and that's why she was angry. It would have been a different story, but since it was Sunday and we was getting ready for church, it was right. That, that's the that's the that's the key right there. It was not planned, and he was he was probably you know in his suit, just so putting what? on his sock. I could be at the door of the church. The individual still has a choice. It's Stanley, by the way. The individual still has a choice of make, uh, of deciding what he wants to do. Because if the role was reversed and that your wife or your girlfriend would have said... I'm not going to church because something came up, let's say some event or something amazing. Do you think as us as men, we will react like, damn, you know, we will act like, oh, my God, and be frustrated? Or as men, we would be like, okay, go. Yeah, it depends on who you, what situation you're talking about. Something amazing. I don't know, yeah. something that, let's say she likes baseball or something that she likes and everything. And she thinks, I'm going with my friend because I have a great ticket and I only have a piece of one. You think we would react badly as men? Really? Emotionally? Hey, or, yeah. Hey, for a sports team, no. To go see some dude sing or something? Yeah. Oh, that's a different thing. I'm not talking go see a dude. I'm saying sports team or something that she's passionate about. We're only reacting. Go, oh, no, go listen, have fun listen, listen, and come back listen, after. Listen. Hey, Darren, if you, if you and your wife were getting up Sunday morning 
on your way to church, well, you ain't leave the house yet. Y'all getting dressed. And my wife calls your wife and says, guess what? One of my girlfriends was going to go with me to see the Lion King, and now she can't go because she got sick. Do you want to go, but we got to leave in an hour? What are you going to tell your wife? Pack up and go to see the Lion King. <laughs> what I would tell my wife. The Lion King is a family, a family event. I mean, um, the Redskins is not necessarily a family event, so... See what what I'm thinking. What I'm thinking, fellas, the way the way we think and the way I think, I will I, that will be my kitchen pass for whenever I want to do something. So that's how we think. We think. Well, hey, no, that's how you, you think. Do, okay, that's no, that's, that's how, how we think. The brother okay, didn't okay. have. Obviously, the brother didn't have a kitchen pass. He wasn't thinking about a kitchen pass. He took a kitchen pass. He manned up and said, "You know what? I'm gonna go to this game, and I'll catch y'all later." Mm-hmm. So you mean wait? So so this is what this is what I'm lost at. I'm lost at. You know you're gonna feel some kind of repercussion. You know it's gonna be some static. Now if you want to play it off like man, you know my man asked me to go to this game, and I told him I had to go to church, but you know uh, uh, just play it off or something because you don't want to you don't want to create no friction. You don't want to create no. But there shouldn't be any repercussion if your wife. Trust you and believes in you. She wants to pester you. You know what? If you don't want to go in church, she should just accept that he doesn't want to go. He went to church no. four times out of five. I'm not gonna fess up and be pissed off because he didn't go. He has a look. I had a, I tickets for this great game. I need to go. You don't. You're not supposed to ask permission to do something no, no, as a no. man. It's, it's, Are we going to happen right now? It has nothing to do with what? that, Stanley. Nothing to do with that. My only thing is if. If if it was a different situation where she had something planned, like hey, she you know she had a a party or something you know that that we were supposed to go to, that I said yes, I'm going to go, and then oh, the last different. minute you know, one of my boys said hey, I got a ticket to a game, that's a different ball game because yeah, I already committed, I'm going to go with you to your family event or or whatever you, you've planned. You know, that's and if something else came that's up, right. that would be a problem. But if we were going to church or something like that. I'd be like, Rowdy can get me the dog on CD. Yeah. I hate you. I hear you. I hear you guys. But what I'm saying, look at it from the standpoint that you are a person of routine. You are, like, let's, let's, take, for Rod, let's take Rodney, for example. Yeah. If Rodney say me. 9 o'clock, if Rodney say 9 o'clock, he don't care hell or high water. He out of there at nine o'clock because he done told somebody that he's gonna be at home by a certain time. If his wife and him got a routine to go see some fireworks, I don't care how many barbecues you cook. Why you got to go there, man? Why you got to go there? Why I got to go there? Why I got to go there? That's, but I'm glad you used me. I'm glad you. I, I'm glad you used me. That's real talk, though, right? I'm not lying on real- him. You're not lying, but here's the look, thing. Look at, it, look, look at it this way. When you got one room, when you walk into it, there's no doubt you're a Redskins fan because you got it on the wall, on the ceiling. You got it everywhere. <laughs> and then your neighbor says, do you want to go to a Redskins game? Because I got an extra ticket. No yeah, brainer. You, better, no you brain. better invite me when you get that extra damn ticket. <laughs> That's a no-brainer. And I'm glad, I'm glad Darren used me because literally um, – I wish there were some cameras here because I'm wearing a Redskins shirt right now. Um, but furthermore, furthermore, um, this same scenario happened to me. This same scenario happened to me. 
Um, it was not a Sunday. It was a Monday night. I got a friend uh, down in Atlanta, and he he called me. And it was, you know, Monday night football. The skins were playing. And, you know, as you say, Darren, I have a routine. I got three kids. We got a lot going on. He called me. He was like, yo, we in town. Got a got an extra ticket. Got club level seats. Meet me at the field. You just find a way to get up here. We'll meet you here, and we got you in club level seats. You know the whole nine. Wow. So that's a different scenario. Hey, but, I got a question. Do do she like his neighbor? That's the point. Do she like his neighbor? <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> club level seats. So I would have just disappeared and I would just showed up late. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing. Before, before you talk about that, man, it yeah. don't matter to me if she likes the neighbor. If, I'm, if I got the, the opportunity to go, I'm going. That would be different if the neighbor was a female, but I'm talking about a dude. I mean, yeah. still, but, you know, females got a got a feeling for a certain, you know, you know how they have that intuition or whatever. They feel they can look at the neighbor, whoever the neighbor brings over to his house. I don't know if he's married or not or what's the situation. Because sometimes you can let things slide. She can say, yeah, I'm going to go to church. Y'all go ahead. You go ahead and have fun. Have a good time. Just make sure you give me a call or whatever. I mean, if I tell tell my girl I'm going out somewhere, I mean, she'd be like, cool, have a good time. I do the same thing to her. Something come out unexpected, go ahead and have a good time. But if something, if she don't like one of my friends or it's something I did previously that week or something, you know, or, you know, it got to be something going on with that. You know, but like well, you said, you're Roddy, a Roddy, yes Roddy, man Roddy, all the time. If you always, yes, dear, yes, dear, yes, dear, yes, dear. I mean, she always going to have the upper hand. She's going to want you to do whatever she wants. Or she's okay, going to get Roddy, mad at power. I, I, I really... Yeah, I'll Roddy, finish my story, finish. and then I'll give it back to you Yeah. Okay, I need I'll you to finish it, because I want to know what you did. Yeah, because literally, you know, I hung up the phone, and it's... um. You know, a few hours before kickoff, and I don't live close, you know, to FedEx Field. It's probably a good hour, some change or whatever. So anyway, turned to the wife, told her a scenario. She was like, you better get dressed, bro, so you won't be late. And and we was at the game, club level seats, chilling, enjoying it. She said, have Hold a on, good back, time. Hold on, back up, back up. When you, when, you went, yep. when, you show, when you approached your wife, did you say, hey, baby, I got tickets, I'm out of here? Or did you come with her and say, hey, you know, well, here's the problem, here's the deal, so-and-so got this, so-and-so got that? And y'all wasn't doing, it wasn't nothing like, do you think if you was on your way to church, you had an obligation to church or whatever, do you think it was still passed for on a Sunday, Sunday morning like my man? Absolutely. What, what would you no, no question, no question. I would have done the same thing, turned to her, and it would have been the same scenario. She would have said, bro, you, you better go ahead and get your red skin stuff on and head on to the field. Have now, a good time. He said if you had an obligation to search, what if you were teaching that morning? Yes. I would have called in sick. They do have substitutes. So you would have lied. Can I please jump in this conversation? Go ahead, bro. You got it, man. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> there's a couple I'm sorry, hold on a second There's a couple things I, I really like to address The first thing is And we're talking I'm going to give a football analogy when, 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 when you have a team When you have a team Right Your team is playing With the same playbook 
And and when you when you go into the huddle, you call a play based on the playbook that y'all have previously studied. And oftentimes that play that's called is based on the situation that you have. So really, when anything comes up, nothing should be a surprise. And so what I'm hearing here is that is that when when you when these scenarios roll up and and there's beef going on then that, that sounds like to me that there wasn't proper pre- – I mean, we don't never know when somebody's going to come knock on our door first thing in the morning and say, hey, I got a ticket. But if you are really in sync with your wife, you, mm-hmm. you, y'all can pretty much play that thing out, and there's really no problem. And so if there's really a problem, then that tells me, man, that somebody ain't really been preparing the way they need to prepare because what you have is two independent people who should be working interdependently to make that thing run smooth. And, and, and I ain't heard that here. I, I haven't heard it, you know. And I think Darren, I, I sound like Darren, you know, for me as a brother who loves church, don't, I don't want to make that thing a habit. So right. if I get an opportunity today to do this, you know, God's good with that. No doubt. You, you're absolutely right. I'm talking about... I'm talking about in a scenario where your wife just says, no, I don't want you to go. I'm talking about in that sort of scenario, which one would you push to the side then? I, I, I'm not talking about – I can't say that. I can't hear you. I can't well, say I which one. I can't say which one I would have done, to be honest with you, but I do say that, that, that there's really for us and, – and I'm not talking about we're perfect, so please, I don't want anybody to – but, you know – we, 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 we talk through so many things, man, that oftentimes, like Rodney said, I, don't, I wouldn't even have to answer because she would say, yo, dude, go get your – I'm not a Redskins fan, but, yo, dude, go get your stuff on and get it going. And that's right. simply right. because, that's, that's because we, 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 we sat down and we talked to each other, and, and she ain't sweating off of this. And so I, I, I think that I, for me, you know, when, when, when you've really sat down and gotten intimate, with your spouse about how you feel about certain – I'm a Jet fan. So if somebody came up and said, yo, we're driving up to Jersey tomorrow, my wife is like, yo, dude, if you don't – look, let me go get the Jet stuff and put it on. And so but, – but, but again, I, I heard somebody say, well, if I was teaching that day, I would have to go teach. But, but we no, can't didn't get this – He, he, he well, didn't he, say he did. that. He, he, he said that if he had to teach, he would call in and lie. Oh, and then. No, no I said I would teach. I would teach. I would teach, oh, okay. but, uh, but 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 I just think that we have to be a little bit more. Um, like I say, when when we play football, when they play football, you know they got that playbook. You understand what the players are. You understand how you run a play in a particular situation. You oftentimes break the huddle, and you've got one or two plays in case you get to the line of scrimmage and you see something don't look right. Then you can kill it and go to an audible, and that's how you got to be running your marriage. Yeah, and let me I, I let agree. me just let me just, let me just jump in here real quick because I think somebody else wanted to get in there. But I'll just say this: that I wouldn't even really have to call in, um, honestly. Now that I think about it, because my wife is a teacher by trade, and if I had to teach, she's also active in the church as well. I could just hand her the material, and mm-hmm. she would have handled it. You know, so somebody from the family would have still been representing, and I would have been cheering on my skins at the game. You know, so hey, I wouldn't even really have to call. Is that what happened last semester when you didn't show her she taught? <laughs> 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 no, 
I'm not saying nothing. I'm just asking. Yeah. But it was, like I, I say, the, I think the real question point? is, um, would your wife feel like she was less important in the football game? That's the real question. See, I, and that comes down to are there problems in the marriage? You see, because if there's problems in the marriage, that's a whole different situation. It wouldn't have to be problems in the marriage. It, she could have just easily been jealous of the game. And he, that means I there's can imagine, problems in the marriage. See, it, if she's, she's jealous, jealous of the game, there's problems in the marriage. Well, not even jealous of the game. She's jealous of his happiness that she ain't involved in. Like no, no, if she is jealous of the game or anything else, there's problems somewhere. Hold on, Andrew. Andrew, have... Andrew. Andrew. Go go ahead. Let let him finish, Andrew. Go ahead, Mal. Finish finish what you're saying, uh, and Andrew can finish. Yeah, I, I mean, could easily it. I could easily see the situation being where the, the, the brother, you know, he got presented with a question and he recognized that his wife could easily go to church on her own with the kids, and he could take this rare opportunity to go to the game, and just that she's probably just jealous that he's doing something fun without her, and and that's the reason she has a problem. And so my question to you, Darren, is if you can identify that she's just jealous, would you still give in to her not wanting you to go? Well, like Andrew was saying, if we got problems in the marriage, like let's say if I have put in, if, if she felt that I have put everything before her before this time, then I would have to decline on a ticket because I want her, especially something that high up in 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 my importance level, in my importance book or in my playbook. If she know I love the Falcons, that's my team. She know I love the Falcons, and she know I'll go, do anything to go to a game with the Falcons. But we already got problems that she already just told me, you put everybody before me, and I feel some kind of way about that, then this opportunity presents itself. Here's another thing that it would seem like I'm putting something before her. But I will tell her that, hey, I have this opportunity, but I also will let her know that, you know, since you feel like I put everything before you, then I'm going to go continue on with this path because I see that you you have a, a problem with me putting everything before you, and this is just justification that I'm not. Even though how and then, and then hopefully she will see that and say you know what I appreciate that go ahead and go. And if she hey, don't, I'm cool with that too. Hey, that's the deposit in the bank, man. That's that's what you're doing there. Hey, no, I'm. Hey, Darren. Yeah, go. Yes, sir. You don't love the Falcons. You don't love man, the Falcons. We love that's the Falcons. Yeah, no. yeah, I love the Falcons. Darren, I can't, I can't go to the, the game. Though. How you gonna say you love the Falcons and you got an issue with the man? If you loved your issue. team, you loved it. You would have been like, "Yo, honey, the Falcons is in DC. They, you know what I'm saying? I got a free ticket. I got to go do this." Listen, if I show her that, I, but the the issue is, she better know that I love her more than the Falcons. So well, I how was it an issue? issue? But but listen, yeah, listen. You, how no, was it? Just, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You go ahead. No, but what you just said, you said if you love, you don't love the Falcons because you won't go to the game overriding what she don't want you to do. I'm saying if we already have an issue in our marriage, now I don't have no issues on my marriage, so if you come up in my door and show up with a ticket, I'm out anyway. My wife don't care about that because she knows that she, she prior won in my life. I'm talking about okay, for the good, brothers good. who got issues in their marriage, and like that other brother said, you know, look, my wife didn't want me to go because, you know, and like Andrew said, it must have been some other issues there. 
No, my wife ain't gonna do it because you know we we got a we got a clear understanding, but it was it must have not been that clear in his marriage for his wife to say no. You, that's that you're not gonna drop us for it. And in that case, he should have just said, okay, babe, you know, all right, bro, I can't go this time. Pick somebody else. I appreciate you though. Yeah, I mean, back then there were no issues in our marriage. I mean, other than paying the bills. I mean, <clears throat> our kids were young. We were living in a townhouse. Um, mortgage wasn't, you know, what we couldn't afford. We didn't have. So it was. So it was. So his, that, his, that so really, was really were no issues. I think the issue. So I his, think the issue was that we got dressed for church, and then something else came up, and I chose to do something else over them. I think well, that was. Uh, it was the initial shock, man. That's all it was. Just the initial shock of you flipping the script on demand like that. She, you so know, what happened have... when you got home? Nothing what happened much. when you got home, bro? Nothing much. What you think, so she, she whooped and put in the corner? Comfortable with. Okay. You, you didn't hear me. I said, I said my, my ex wife. 
I said my ex-wife. I didn't say my wife. I said my ex-wife. No, 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 no. 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 I'm talking about in general. Okay, that's fine. I'm talking about in general. Right. In general. If if your ex-wife, current wife, whoever, does something that you don't agree with, you would expect a certain behavior after you say, hey, I don't agree with that. You would expect her to say, okay, I won't do it, because that's why you told her that you didn't want her to hang out with those females, right? Correct. Okay, so you expect females, right? Not all females. Right, no, 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 certain females. She had certain females that they would go out, they would go out and watch, you know, watch dudes strip. See, that's a different story. There's certain females you don't want to. No, 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 it it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I had a problem with that. You hit it last week, and I voiced my 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 disapproval, and she said it really doesn't matter. I'm going anyway. Which was which was even worse than her just going. Let me tell you something. My man, my my wife disapproved me talking to my man Malcolm on the phone. She didn't like Malcolm. She didn't. I don't like Malcolm. You shouldn't be talking to Malcolm. But but she she did she did like him. She's like, look, man, he you gonna turn into whatever whatever how he is, and I don't like you hanging around. I said, look, babe, that's my man, and guess what? Me and him knew each other before me and you knew each other. So after after I had put my foot down with her, and I told her no on that, I'm just not gonna stop hanging out with people because you don't like them. She loved to do now because she she finally, you know, got to know him and things changed and he got saved and we was all good. And she's like, man, dude, I w- I'm, I'm glad you didn't stop talking to him because I said so. Right. I said, well, you, you don't call the shots anyway. Now, I say that to say when you told your wife one thing and she told you that she's going to go anyway. Right. Why can't you reciprocate what you what your expectation of her is meaning that if somebody come to your door on sunday morning and her expectation is for you to not do well not go to a game but she's like well baby that's my only opportunity but you would you would expect her to do what you tell you to do uh, to do what you tell her to do but you won't do the same for her when she say hey i don't want you to do that well first of all that was a very different situation Okay, when I say that, because I wasn't comfortable with her hanging out with all these single girls going to a strip club. Okay, to me that was disrespectful, okay. and that was just me. Okay, to you you may not think that, but that was disrespectful. All right, it yeah, wasn't. Right. It, it it just it just didn't fit well with me. And she told me about it a couple weeks ahead. I said I don't feel good about that. I don't feel comfortable with that. And she said, uh, well, you know, they invited me. And I said, well, that doesn't make me feel comfortable. You know what I mean? And like I said, we were having different issues anyway. Um, but it came down to it, and, and the day of, of the event, she said, I said, I told you I don't feel comfortable with it. She said, well, it doesn't matter. I'm going anyway. And see, so that was not only, you know, it, it just, it caused more more of an issue. Now, now for my current one, let's take this in, in today. Um, if my if my wife said to me, I don't feel comfortable with you doing this, and this is disrespectful for me. See, my mm-hmm. marriage is more important than any game, any situation, anything. Even if she's having issues and it's in her, I'd have to take a step back and we'd have to deal with the issue. 
That was my point. Yep. Um, you know, so if, if my wife says that, that me doing something would be disrespectful to her, like if, if, if some single guy said, hey, man, go out to the titty bar, okay, and, you know, we're going to get some dollar bills and watch some naked women, all right? Um, if, if, if I said to my wife, hey, this is what we're going to do, and she said, I'm not comfortable with that, okay, you know, that, that's, that's disrespectful to me, I would take that into consideration and say, you know what, my marriage is more important than hanging out with the fellas at Titty Burkers. Hey, hold, hold on, Andrew, Andrew that's, that's an easy one, bro. How about your wife felt that it was disrespectful for you to not go to church or stop getting ready for church and getting ready for a game, and she felt that that was disrespectful? I'd be at the damn game. Okay, well, don't be, don't be, don't be, this, this, this is not apples and oranges here. You would do it in one situation where it was no, obviously no, disrespectful. If, if, she, if she felt disrespected that I was going to a game instead of going to church, if she said, that's disrespectful, I said, how is that disrespecting you? So now you yeah, have, so you're going to her on that. I don't see the sin in that. I don't see hold the on, sin in going to the game to watch naked women. I don't see the sin in going to the game but I do see the sin in lust and um, adultery or fornication or whatever going to the titty bar. So that's, I, I, we're, talking oh. about their, we're talking about their emotional mindset at that time. We're talking about their emotional right, If Bruce called me up and said, Andrew, I got tickets, man, okay, and let's just say we're in the middle of a, of a teaching cycle, okay, and, and I wasn't teaching, but we were just in the middle of it, all right? I'd say to my wife, hey, honey, can you handle this? I would. Hmm. And she would say yes or no, because even if I'm not teaching, I have a lot of responsibilities. Y'all know, you understand. You know, but I would ask her, and she'd say, she would either say, you know, I can't handle this, and then my responsibility to the ministry would override me wanting to go to the gang. Okay. okay. If she said, "Hey, I can handle it. You go enjoy your, with your friends. This doesn't come up much," I'd be like, "All right, I'm out." Hey, Andrew, let me ask you a quick question, a, a clarifying question for me. Um, earlier, I, I said something of, like um, about the brother that was going to the Redskins game. I was asking Darren, "What if the wife was jealous of the game?" And your response was, "Then that's indicative of." Of problems in the marriage, right. okay. So say if that's the case, do you right. still go or not? Um, I think that well, that's a whole different situation. If she's jealous of, let's say, me. Well, going what out, I mean is, what I mean is, if if the reason she's saying no is because y'all have problems, or maybe she's a little bit off. I think do you not go because, or do you go? I think in that situation, I probably would not go, um, only because I. The marriage is more important than that, and you know what that means is I haven't put in the right work beforehand. Right. There you I go. haven't. Okay, no, hold on, hold on. Ultimately, if she says no, you're not going. No, if she said to me, you know, I, this, you know, in other words, if 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 I did this, that would have to be a pattern of situations of me saying you're not important, you're not important, you're not important, right. and this is just one more thing. That, but right. I don't think that was the case with with him. No, I understand that. I'm that saying, but, but, but unless she was just crazy, and, you know, there's some crazy women out there, and some guys are married to crazy women, 
Okay. So do you go? But if, if she wasn't crazy, and I had, that, that's telling me I had not put in the work to make my wife realize she's the most important thing in the world to me. Mm-hmm. So do you go? That's right. No, if I got marital problems, I'm not going to go. If I've got marital problems, me going is going to cause more of a situation. Huh? Okay, hold on, hold on, Andrew. What did uh, you say, Andrew? Finish your last if, statement. I said, if I've got marital problems at that level, I'm not going to go because my marriage is more important. Now, if I don't give a damn about the marriage and I'm done with it, I'm going to do what I want to do. At the end of the day, then, if for whatever reason she's saying no, that means you're not going to go. Hey, I got a question on that. Because if he decided he wanted to go, I mean, what's the saying that, what if she said, hey, I want to go somewhere? Like y'all stated or, earlier about her going to see guys strip. She might say, hey, I'm leaving. I'm going to go watch some, some guys strip. And you ain't going to have no say-so about it because she's looking at, hey, you did what you want to do. I'm going to do what I want to do. See, what ends up happening is you get into tit for tat. Yeah, basically. Okay, and if if you just drop the bomb, I don't give a damn what you say. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. You can bet that's going to come back at you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, basically. Don't go away. It's going to come back at you. It may be two years later, but you're going to know when it comes back. Right. <laughs> right. That's right. I mean, like like a job, why don't you put in a request for it unless that was a spur-in-the-moment thing, you know, like put a, a, a you know, request and say, hey, way ahead of time when y'all discuss it together, say, hey, I want to, I'm going to the game with my, with my neighbor, you know, about two weeks. You know, two weeks ago we discussed it, you know, and everything should be good. But if it's spur-of-the-moment, she might, you don't know what's going on at church that day that she wants you to be with her for. But like well, Andrew well, said, go, go ahead. For me, it, it comes down to respect for my marriage, respect for my wife. When, when something comes up, if, if, if Tony calls me up and says, hey, Andrew, we got this or that, all right, you know, can you do this, can you do that, you know, hey, you know, we got a marriage event coming up on the 18th, do you mind videotaping, whatever, whatever it is, I'm not going to come to my wife uh, on, on October 18th, this is what I'm going to do. That's not how we right. handle things in my marriage. I'm going to say, hey, do we have anything going on on the 18th? And she'll say, well, not that I know of. We have a calendar we see. I said, good. I said, because I was invited to do this, you know, at such and such. You know, do you have a problem with that? No. Okay, good. I'm going to commit to that. All right. Now, what Mm -hmm. my wife knows, if I commit to something, buddy, it's got to be be world-ending emergency if you're going to break that commitment. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. but out of respect, I'm not going to say on on October 18th I'm going to the marriage event and I'm going to videotape it. I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say, do we have anything on this time? Okay, your communication, yeah, yeah your communication tool. Mm-hmm. It always boils down to just respect. So that seems like a respectful thing to do. Is it's what you just said, as far as you know, let, you know, checking with your wife to see if anything planned. And once nothing planned, if you decide to do something then definitely keep your commitment. So that's, I think that's it. So I'm going to say, hey, this is what I'm going to do. You know, just like, like, you know, I said to her, I said, hey, do you want to go? And she said, yeah. I said, great. Okay, then boom, we're going to do it. Okay. Now, things can happen. I mean, emergencies come up. Her mom is going through different situations, some health issues. You know what I mean? Things right now are kind of, you know, if you like that, if she called me and said, I got to be with my mom, 
pay. That's what it is. You gotta be with that's your fair. mom. Okay. Yeah. Now if she said, I need you to be there and I've made another commitment, if it's an emergency, I would have to say, Tony, I can't shoot this barbershop situation if it's that big a deal. But it would have to be a major situation for me to cancel something I've given my word on. I mean a major situation. Right, right, right. That's fair. That sound that sound fair to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in, in yeah, your current relationship, oh, go ahead. Am I saying something? Well, yeah, I was getting ready to say, you know, it would be so major that we would understand why he couldn't make it, so it would be no big deal for us anyway. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So in your current relationship, fellas, who has more trouble saying no, you or your wife? Uh, me. <laughs> Speak on it, brother. Um. I don't know, it just seemed like um, as far as, you know, my relationship, it seemed like it's easier for the woman to just say no and to move on um, quicker than myself. I would want to, I guess as a man, you try to always want to please your woman and you, um, you know, if it ain't nothing too crazy, you know, you try to, you know, do what you can for them if you're able to do it. Um, it would be quicker for us to do that because uh, we're thinking, I think, as men, we think the long-term goals, like we want to be able to do things for them, you know, long-term. Um, the, sh- the short-term, it might not be beneficial for me short-term because I don't want to do it. But long-term, I'm thinking, like, okay, let me just go ahead and do this because it'll benefit in the long run. Um, far as it seems like more as a woman, they're more like short-term. So they just, they're not thinking about the future. They're just thinking about, like, right now um, at this moment. And at this moment, I don't want to do it. So I'm going to just say no. And I deal with the future later. So I think. Let me I'm let sorry. me ask you a question, bro. Sure. Let me ask you a question. Since you just said that, are you one of the guys who believe that happy wife, happy life? Yeah, I do. Uh oh. I do. So, so Andrew, go ahead. I'll let you take it, Andrew. Well, see, for, <laughs> for me, you know, it's like um, I'm a really good salesman. <laughs> So I'm gonna sell my wife, and I'm already thinking about how I'm gonna sell her on the deal. <laughs> oh yeah, that definitely coming. That definitely coming to play as well. You know, it's that, hard that for her to say no because I already before I say what I'm gonna say, I already got you know tactic A, B, and C already lying down in my mind. <laughs> yeah, I'm so talking about no, what, what I want you to. What I wanted you to elaborate on, I think we touched on it a little bit last week about the right. happy wife, happy life, and. Right. Some of us agreed with it, and I know definitely Andrew did not agree with happy wife, happy life. No, and I, I didn't agree with that. either. I don't agree with I, 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 I mean, listen to yeah, that. Yeah. It's not like, why, why wouldn't you want your wife to be happy? It's like, that should be like a goal as a husband to try to make your wife happy. But in, in return, it should be the wife's goal, the husband happy. So I think it goes, it goes both ways. It, that's not the saying, though. The saying is, Happy wife, yeah, happy right. Life. Right. Well, see, I, I think more important is to do the right thing, and sometimes doing the right thing, somebody's not going to be happy. Yeah, true. Uh, my goal <laughs> is not to make my wife happy. My goal is to do the right thing, and sometimes she may not be happy in me deciding that this is the right thing for our family. That's what I was yeah, looking ab- for. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you ain't going to make you know them happy, but. You know, I believe as you know, as as a goal, you should try to do what you can to make your wife happy. 
Now, sometimes situations will come up where you got to be a man and you got to make a decision on, okay, this is not going to make her happy, you know, short term, but she has seen a long run. This is why I had to make this decision. And then you make that decision as a man. Sometimes you can't, you got to, um, you know, as as the whole saying goes, like far as like women is more emotional and men is more logical, um, sometimes it might be logic is the reason why I might have to say no in this position. They might not know why I'm saying no, but they'll figure out later on this was the logic and this is why I did it. So, I mean, that don't mean always be saying yes to everything just by trying to make your wife happy, but I do feel that that's a good goal that you want to make your wife happy. Well, I think that Tony put it best when he said you, you, you happy marriage, happy life. So you do what's healthy for the marriage and not for necessarily the wife or the husband because if she come out and say she, she wants something that costs something that's ridiculously expensive and you say, oh, if it makes you happy for us to get this $300,000 Mercedes <laughs> or Maybach, then, nah. you know, I, I, <laughs> nah. I, I, I hear you. I mean, that sounds that sound a little extreme, but I definitely yeah, get what you're saying. I, 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 I agree with you, brother. I agree with happy wife, happy life. Oh, good, you know, good. I, 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 exactly. I'm, you know, these guys, you know, they, you know, I agree with you, brother, you know, with the whole concept of happy wife. I, I will stand with you, brother, on that. Um, I appreciate it. It's been working so you far. Know, but, I know I've, I've been in for, for marriage for nine years, so it's been working for me pretty good so far. So I know I probably yeah, well, ain't as much as y'all, but I'm just saying nine yeah. years pretty good and working. It's it been working pretty good for me. Yeah. I, so what I about your happy? You know, I got I got 15 years in, and um, you know I would say around nine, my wife wasn't happy. So mm-hmm. and that I didn't have a happy life as a result. Yeah, so, you know. So, so you I mean, I think you conceded, that, Rodney. Since you 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 saying that since you conceded to just okay, I'm not making her happy, and I'm not happy either. Let me go ahead and concede to just making her happy and giving her her way. Well, it wasn't really giving her her way. It was loving her the right way, if that makes any sense. You know, and for the the first half of my marriage, um, I was loving her the wrong way. I was showing her love how I want to be loved, and that was the wrong way. We're not talking. We're not talking about love. We're talking about happy wife, happy life. That's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to tell you is that she wasn't happy because I was not loving her the right way. So once I figured out how to love her her way, then, you know, it, she became happier. But you're so happy. A healthy marriage makes a happy life because your marriage wasn't healthy. Okay, I'm going to have to agree with Andrew and Rodney on that because um, Andrew knows what I'm going through right now, and um, I'm not sure if Rodney does but, because I haven't talked to Rodney, but this, this is Bruce. I'm in the church too. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if your wife isn't happy, you're not gonna be happy. That's right. That's guaranteed. Mm-hmm. I can guarantee you that. Mm-hmm. So, That's right. But I mean, what if it's the other way around? Happy without? I mean, without going. You I mean you don't have to go buy her a Maybach because she already right. knows that. That's not feasible. Um, well, let, well let, let's, let's say if it's just something just too extra. Let's say if it's something that that's just like, you know, she extra with everything. You know, I think you, you know, I think you're missing the well, point. It's, it, not it, about, it, it's not about. It's not about. Go ahead, brother. 
Uh, you have to follow the guidelines that your husband gives you. If your husband says, all right, you need a new car, but you can't afford a $40,000 car, you can go get a $25,000 car, and then you go buy a $40,000 car, and then you say uh, two weeks later, I'm going to have to take it back. I'm going to have to take it back because I can't afford it. Then you get like, I told you. So I know a budget because I pay the bills. Okay, but you're talking about a compromise. You're, you're talking about a compromise. You know, go ahead. Oh no, I was just saying, like in the marriage, you definitely have to compromise. You have to compromise too. Compromise, though. It takes two or more people to compromise. Yep. You can't compromise with one person. If you got it, like you were saying before, if you got a woman that's extra and that's extra all the time, maybe it's a good chance you probably shouldn't be with that woman. You know, maybe. It was a bad selection, and she don't. She might not mess with you if she. If you feel like she's extra all the time, you might have made a bad selection. You might want to get somebody who can compromise a little more to you. Now I understand okay, some people say, can be married. Let's say if you're already in that marriage. Let's say if that's you're what I'm talking about. Some people are already okay. married, and they that's a rough spot. I mean, you you. I mean, you yeah, you jumped over let's everything. Let's say you're already in that marriage for twenty years. Twenty years. Hmm. Twenty years of your life. So let me ask you a question. Do? Let me ask you a question. Do you want to start over at 45, 47 years? Who who wants to start over at that, that age? Nobody. Nobody. But let me, ask you this. let me ask you this, though. You say happy wife, happy life. Let's say the, husband's, the husband wants sex at least three times a week, but he's not getting it once a month, and he's not happy. But his wife is happy. Would it still be a happy wife, happy life in that situation? Absolutely not. It won't. Wouldn't be a happy husband. It'd be yeah, a happy wife. Cause she get what she wants, right? Yeah, if she get what she wants, then maybe in that particular department, you might not be happy. But if she's happy, everything else is pretty much lined up. I don't know. No, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa. I, I, I don't understand that expression. Happy life, happy wife. I, I, wait, 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 wait. You said if she if she's giving it up once a month and she's happy and she's happy everywhere else, you're happy. See, I ain't happy. The husband ain't going to be happy in that in that particular area. But if she's happy, if she's, she's happy about the situation, everything else should be should be lined up. Pretty exactly. nice, pretty good. Are, yeah, but you are not responsible for the happy. Wait a minute, you're not responsible for the happiness of somebody else. You're responsible for a husband to make her feel special, to make her feel one. But happiness is her own responsibility. It's not yours because you could do everything that you need to do as a husband, and your wife could still be unhappy because it comes from her. It doesn't come from you. And that's true. Right? I don't that's, like that. That's, that's, that. I mean, that's a true. That's a true statement, but. If you go to the statement, like right from the jump, you know, with the, the happy wife, happy life, why wouldn't you want your wife happy? That, I mean, that doesn't Because it's not your responsibility to do that. She has to be happy by herself. Like I said, you could be the perfect husband doing you everything can. that you need to do, but she could be in herself saying she's unhappy. That is not your job. That's her job. You're happy that you have you don't have control of her inner like inner demon and everything. You don't have control. She does. 
There's Man, two worlds in this Jesus. world. There's the outside world. There's the outside world that we don't have control, and there's the inside world that we do have control. Happiness is your inside world. You always have control of that. You can't control it. Well, she's happy giving up the nookie once every six months, and that makes her happy. Giving <laughs> <laughs> the nookie up every six months, then you're happy because she's happy? You can't use sex as a tool to get your husband to do what you want them to do. That's not right. But it's true. It happens every we day. All, I'm sure it happens every day. Agree with that. And as far as the, the, the happy wife, if anybody can agree with that, then I, I lost my mind. Go, 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 go ahead. You can't let your wife use sex as a tool to get what you, you just want. Said, you said you can't let your wife. What do you mean? You you can't because you that's not your choice to for her to let you do anything. Yeah, you that's can't make her, her do choice. nothing. You can't make her do nothing. If you choose to be married to her, you choose to move on. Well, then so you, you, you might have to move on. You may have to move on, but you can't make her do something. Build your choice. You can't force her to have sex if she doesn't want to. But one answer thing. Andrew's question. Andrew just okay, asked Okay, one question. time, okay, I don't, I don't feel like it tonight. But once she gets that power, I feel like, all right, I can use, all right, if he wants some booty, um, I need a hundred dollars for this and this and that. That's not cool. That's not cool. I'm sorry. No, but Andrew, Andrew, Andrew's question was, Andrew's question was, if we're doing that, if you're following the guideline of having your happy life, a happy wife, if you're following that, if she's happy with only giving you sex every six months. And she's happy with that. It is still then happy wife, happy life. Well, if you go on, if you if, if you if you're using that if you're using that slogan, happy happy wife, happy life. If you're using that slogan, you're not saying happy wife, happy husband. You say happy wife, happy life. So the husband might not be happy with that decision, but the rest of his life might be might be happier. Can no. I ask a question? No, no. Why is it Nikki went through six months? Exactly. If he had to wait getting six months, then that's that's on you. <laughs> yeah. can, I, can I ask a question? Because to me, to me, I see that we, if you have a wife that's healthy, um, there are no health problems and no issues, she's not happy in giving you sex once every six months. That's incongruent to me. That's incongruent well, what is she, to me. What if that's her sex drive, man? Rodney, what if that's her sex drive? Yeah, what, what happened, a lot of people, once they get married, a lot of time the wife stops doing what she needs to do. But that I think it goes, back to what the, well, it goes back to compromise. And the thing is that there's, there's a compromise, and, may, and absolutely her sex drive is going to be lower than ours. We all know that. So, but the thing is that she would not say, well, my sex drive is only once every six months, so that's what you have to, no. <laughs> if she was happy, she would compromise, since it takes two people to compromise, and you would be getting sex more just on the fact that she's happy in the relationship. So that, you so know, to me, is beyond the sex drive. every six months. 
What if that's the compromise? I, 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 again, I think it's incongruent. I think y'all are in the extremes, and I think a happy wife would not do that to her happy to her husband. Hey, Rodney, a happy wife. Uh, hey, Rodney, the problem is is that um, I, I'm going to use Darren and Andrew because they're, they're the vo- most vocal about it. Their happy life, happy wife is true sometimes and true not sometimes. And when I say happy wife, happy life, I mean you're happy and she's happy. That's true sometimes, but it may not be true every time. And so since it's not true every time, they think you can't make the statement. Mm, I see. Agree. I see. I see. Mm-hmm. I see. It's not, it's not happy, happy wife, happy husband. I would alter the statement to healthy marriage, happy life. Right. That's what I said. You said before, yeah. No, Tony said that. One of y'all said that. But that, that's, that's the point. It needs to be your, your target of doing what your responsibility is, as Stanley said, is to make sure you do your part as a husband and she do, does her part as a wife. And as, as, as Rodney said, sex should naturally come, but in, in a scenario where a wife don't even notice because she got three, four, five little kids running around, She's so exhausted. She's not counting, keeping count of how many times she gave her, made love to her husband, and 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 that's when that communication has to take place and say, look, we only did this three times last month, and and she could swear down that it was more than that. What I have found is sex is a barometer, not a thermostat. Okay, in a in a healthy marriage or in an unhealthy marriage. Um, in other words. Um, if you have a good, healthy sex drive or a good, healthy marriage, you're going to have a good, healthy sex life, just like Rodney said. It's not possible to have a good, healthy marriage and having sex once every six months. Those two don't go together. Something's wrong. Correct. Correct. Another thing, too, like I I heard you're constantly saying, like, um, the things you have control over and the things you got to do in a marriage that you're responsible to do, Sometimes, man, you might got to do something a little more than just your just your little responsibilities. You might need to do more than that. Man, that's you might like, like, like that's part of my confusion because, like, I grew up around women, and you know, I sometimes listen and I say, you know, males sometimes they have this opinion for women that women don't even have for themselves. So it's like. I, I lean somewhat to what Rod was saying because it's like all my life, ladies don't think that way. Majority of them, maybe it's just my circle. But you know, when I hear say people say, well, you know, she may not just want X, Y, Z. I can understand the little kid thing, and but you know, I, I just kind of struggle sometimes with when people say, you know, this is what the ladies are thinking. I'd be like, can we invite some ladies on who actually agree with that? You know, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just want to tell the truth when they get up here, right? And the married men won't talk for real. <laughs> well, well, you know, back to the topic of no. You know, why do y'all think we feel that we have to say yes or no, no matter what it is? Why? Why do y'all think we feel we have to say yes or no right away? Because um, I think the media has a lot. Of it. Go ahead, sir. 
No, I was asking you what, 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 what that The media has a lot to do with it. They think they, they have the power, you know, because they, you know, they're the ones we want. They're the ones we chase. They're the ones we gave up to. Yeah. You said the media? And, uh, yeah, the media. I mean, oh, yeah. as, as, as a man, all too, I mean, you... TV. All you... That's all you see all day, every day, and it's getting worse and worse and worse <laughs> every day. But you know what? That's why I come on the show and I say I think there's a difference between the black male experience and these other males. Cause like, I hang around Egyptians, Latin. The company I'm at right now is an all-Latin company. In America? In yeah, America? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, so and, and, you and ain't different than nobody else. If you're in America, then you subject to everything we subject to. I don't care if they're Egyptian. I don't care if they're from France. I don't care if they're from Italy. All we sell is sex in America. But, but, here, but here's my question to you then. What if they came to you and said, no, you're actually wrong. How would you respond then? If they said what? It's it, Just like I, I've had, like I, I will listen to you guys' show, and there's some Dominicans and some Mexicans here, and we will listen to you guys' show. And there's a disconnect for them. And so because I'm in learning mode, and that's one of the reasons why I listen to these shows, is that, you know, I'll hear these Dominican guys, see, see black guys, they just don't, they don't have no power at home. They don't understand familia. And I'm like, well, why do you think that? And I, I will probe them not because they're right or wrong. It's just that I like looking how other cultures are looking at the black males. I had a conversation with an African a couple of weeks ago. He said, no, it isn't that we have this energy toward black people in America. We just think that the families are weak here, and the focus on what families should be doing is not where it should be. Not that we're perfect, because there are several different countries, he was saying, but he said, I just don't understand the, the anti-family mentality of black Americans, and not saying he's right or wrong. That was just his view. So all these different people, Jewish, Egyptian, who are in my life, have this same view of, Weakness and appeasement, it's, and I'm just I'm just wondering how would you respond to that if they all came and said the exact same thing? Because I'm stuck I mean, in this scenario. To be honest, to be honest, I, I wouldn't respond to it. No. Okay. Well, I, 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 I jump up. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you said you won't respond to it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, Jay Z said on to the next one. <laughs> we don't, Eric. No, it's just. I mean, I don't want to. I wouldn't want to get, you know, too political with it. Um, I don't want to say too much, but I, I do think, like, this, this comes all the way back from the 60s with, like, welfare and stuff like that. It's like you put that in the system to force black men out the house in order for, you know, a black woman to receive, you know, benefits from the government. Where, so they don't need black men. They can go ahead and get anything they need from the government. And things like that. I don't want to get too much into it, but at the end of the day, it shrinks the black man's voice. The black man don't ha- have a voice. So in, in that situation, that can lead to him always, like, you know, feeling weaker because at any – I don't want to get too much into it, but 
Yeah, we feel you, bro. It, 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 comes, it definitely comes from, you know, the, the, the welfare system beginning to separate the black homes. And it, start, it, it starts from right there. And, 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 and let me just say why I, why I asked that question, because, again, I'm in learning mode. I'm feeling myself and some of my black male friends, we're feeling ourselves less and less part of the black experience here in Atlanta, which is one of the reasons why I'm moving back to California. But it, it's that there's not a sense of power. There's not a sense of of... I don't know. I, I guess when I hang around these other cultures, there's a sense of power and, and appreciation as being a male. And when I come back to my black interaction, and we're talking about the topic, no, it's not so much of a conversation in these other cultures. So it's like it just throws me off, and that's why I ask. But I, I'll be quiet and go back to listening. Hey, so, so class, let me I'm ask you this. That, that was classy. That? Just that was classy. That was classy. Yeah, classy. Mm-hmm. Classy. Are you you from out of the states? Uh, what do you mean from out of the states? I, I'm originally from California. Uh, I lived outside of the country for four years: Romania, Bosnia, England, France. Things uh, were different over there. Totally different. Like for example, there is no welfare and there is no child support. So it causes families to have to deal with each other. That's they, right. Cause separation. And I can I can bring a sister on here. Matter of fact, just say the word, I'll get her on here. There's a sister from England right now. She just doesn't understand this black stuff that goes on because they totally don't operate like that. So, so let me ask you a question, class. Let me ask you a question. Just a million white people are on welfare too. That's well, that, yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, yeah, but absolutely. Ask, that's me, not a question. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question, class. Do you do you not think that it? And you know, I'm from Atlanta, so you know, every time you talk about Atlanta, I'm, I'm my ears perk because I'm I'm just listening to you, uh, you know. But do you think it's less problems in California than it is in Atlanta or anywhere else, or are you just going back to California because you just kind of like it, it's just too much of it down there? It's it's not an issue of the when it comes to the word problems, there's problems uniform everywhere. So there's give and take on problems. But I think my experience in other places that I've lived here in America, Seattle and other places, there's more unity amongst black folks on the West Coast, except for L.A. I I, I don't deal with nothing in L.A. I, you know, just nothing at all. But from Seattle to Portland, Utah, Colorado, there's just more black unity. And for here in Atlanta, there's black wealth but no black power, and it causes people to be too focused on on minuscule type of things for me. For somebody else, it might be great. It's just that I, I've gotten tired of seeing black folks backstab each other. The political thing isn't growing the way I thought. Martyr is a mess. But that's getting away from the topic, uh, you know. Do you, do you feel like, the, in the, like in the great northwest and, you know, Seattle and Portland and things of that nature, Utah, do you think they, there's more unity and they stick together because there's so few of them? Uh, so True. Few that, of, that, like, yeah, I, I actually did a blog about that. Um, Four years in Seattle, because I used to tour with Mix a lot. Four four years in Seattle taught me that when there's less black folks, 
it causes them to unify more okay. and appreciate each other better. Like in Colorado and Utah, uh, back in the early 90s when there wasn't a bunch of black folks, you had black businesses, you had all this stuff, and these people were sticking together because, guess what, ain't no time to be hating each other. You know what I'm saying? This if, is a, it. If, a, if, a, if a black girl grew up in an all-white community in Seattle and some black dude showed her attention, whoa, I'm not used to this. Yeah, oh, of course I'll date you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's a totally different experience. But So how do you think that marriages are in those areas? Do you think that uh, marriages are, are better off in those areas than, than, than any other place like Atlanta that's majority I black or I can't judge better off because, you know, we don't know the inner workings of their household. But here's what I do know. It's less divorce. I, I, mm-hmm. I've never seen as much divorce and stuff as I do in this Bible Belt. This is just off the chain for me. Um, I mean, like I said to somebody on on a different show, I said, you got people in church, and I know this is a this, this stems from that from that walk. You got people in church divorcing because we grew apart. Where is that in the Bible? You got people divorcing because I felt I could do better. You, you know, what I'm, I just never experienced none of that in many of the places that I've lived because I'm so used to black unity. You got to remember, I grew up two blocks from uh, Bobby Hutton Park, Black Panther Park. So, and you know, right, 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 right up the way from Berkeley uh, University and. Stanford, you know, 30, uh, 30 minutes away. I'm just not used to I actually tell people it's more racist in, in, in the West Coast than it is out here, but there's more black unity because of that. And, you know, from like I said, from Seattle all the way down, man, we just, I don't know, it's just all love over there, over here. It's just unique. <laughs> you can yeah. say it is bad. You can say it. Yeah. And and classy, that's good words. And um, you know, there are some folks, you know, there's some brothers on here, you know, who have been divorced. And you know, to those brothers, um, you know, we're, we're just tying this thing back to the topic. When did you get to the point of saying, No, I don't. You know, you at the altar and you know, with the the first go round, you know, you were like, "Yes, I do. I take this woman." You know, but when did you get to the point of saying, "Well, I got many the divorce." divorce? Oh, okay, okay. I, I didn't know yeah. what you meant. Did you meant by when you say, "Okay, I give up on this marriage"? No, or yes. when you say, yes. "Oh, okay, yes. okay." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When, when I got the divorce papers. Hmm. I said no um, once she told me she didn't love me anymore. So I said, okay, well, that's a clear indication. When, when, you, when you say you're in love with somebody else and you're not in love with me no more, that's when it's time for me to say, okay, I got to go because you're not giving me no choice but to say no. Mm. When I found somebody else, I started saying no. <laughs> real. Let's keep it real. Let's keep it real. Yeah, well, we're gonna keep it real. We're gonna keep it real. And, and and when it comes to marriage, more millennials are saying no. Now, millennials, also known as Generation Y, were born in the early 1980s to the early 2000s. 
Millennials are on track to have the lowest rates of marriage by age 40 compared to any previous generation. If the current pace continues, more than 30% of millennial women will remain unmarried by the age of 40, nearly twice the share of their Generation X counterparts, according to a recent Urban Institute report. And Generation Xers, as you know, were born in the early 1960s to the early 1980s. So, fellas, what do y'all think are the reasons for this shift away from getting married? Men have given them the power. Given who the power? Men, men have given women the power to, to, to go against those tried and true traditions and cultures. You gotta, I mean, look at it from this standpoint. These are human beings. They have egos. They have sorrows. They have good and bad. And any human being, and, and men were like this in the 1700s, if you go research it, any human being that has the power to say, you know what, I can do this without you and mm-hmm. get you to pay for it. you got to look at all the safety nets ladies have. Ladies are the highest uh, filers of divorce. That's an actual research fact. Go look at it at census.gov. We can speculate as men, well, maybe they're getting abused or maybe that. None of that is in play. The fact is ladies are on that. So when you read books like, and I've suggested this before, Men on Strike or this new one that I'm re- reading, The um, Manipulated Man, you got to understand that for some ladies, they're even starting to see ladies. And these book, uh, books are written by women. They're yeah. even starting to see ladies be very uh, 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 non-cultural, non-tradition toward men but at the same time, they use those men and their gentleman state and their I want to help women to get above and then step on them afterwards. So it's like dudes got to be more protective now of what they're doing so they don't Ray Rice and get angry, and you know, which is wrong. You, 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 I, I just think men have to be in power of themselves the way women are. It doesn't mean you got to hate women. Just love yourself more. I, I yeah, think that. The, I'm sorry. Just real quick, Clancy. Um, in your opinion, then it sounds to me like it's not so much the women that have changed; it's the system that changed. So, if, so if the same system was available in the '60s to women, they would have responded the same exact way. Do you agree with that? Uh, if the if the if the system was the same as what time period? If the system that's available to women now, meaning they get in half, they got all these rights and they got all these safety nets that you described, if they had these, these same safety nets in the 60s, wouldn't they, wouldn't they respond the same way that the women respond now? I guess my point is it's not the women who've changed so much. It's just the system that have, that's changed them. Well, no, not, not, not necessarily too true. I, I look at it from this standpoint. When uh, FDR and Eisenhower and all these people created this nonsense, um, it took a while for it to gain steam. And like with anything, uh, when you look at the Russians, and my brother-in-law is is one of the heads over in California for social services, when you look at the Russians and the Europeans, they come over here to use EBT and and stuff more than any black or, or, or country white person ever. 
but it took them a while to understand that's the game we got to play. You look at China. China, uh, they strategically send their women over here at eight and nine months pregnancy on vacation so they can have a baby while they're on this soil and get dual, dual residency. So it takes a while for things to, to be abused. So that's what I think has happened during that time period and the time period now. It's like back, back, back in the days of radio, I just think people were more appreciative of love. I'm a very loving, romantic dude. People were more appreciative. That's that's the way I can answer that. Now everybody's like, I want to be an Atlanta housewife. I want to be a porn star. And if I find a lame dude who loves me, I'm going to use him, take him for what I can, be be, be like Eva uh, or Longoria or whatever her name is, and take this dude for his money and keep it moving. They see that now. They see that that's a winning strategy. So why, why wouldn't they do it? You would do it too. Or, or not you per se, but. You know. Well, I mean, what I can, I guess my point is, I don't think people ever change. I think just circumstances change, and people respond to them accordingly. So, how can you have a problem with people nowadays when it's just the system that's probably the cause of all this stuff? Well, well, well no, well, I, I did, I did the, speak the, to the system. I, I did say that if government daddy wasn't alive, a lot of these problems wouldn't have. So, I don't mean to say that. It's really the women. I blame the men more than anything because it's always some dude trying to champion this nonsense as if his son is going to benefit from it. But I, I blame the system more than I blame people. The system is garbage. So I agree. Completely garbage. Yeah. The, the, the thing I, I see, and I, I'm going to come back to what he's saying, and I did read the book Man on Strike. It was a great book. Uh, we have too much... When it comes to the marriage thing, men don't want to get married because they're taking a risk. If they get married to the wrong person, they can risk their livelihood. They could even risk their life. They could lose everything that they worked on. They could lose 50% and everything. And a lot of men are thinking there is no reason, there is no advantage for men to getting married in 2014. What advantage there is? Compared to 1960, what? If you're not married right now, an unmarried man and a married man, what advantage do they have? None. I could do as an unmarried man the same thing as a married man could do. I could sleep sleep with the woman. I could do many things the same way. So a lot of men are looking at that and saying, what's the point? If I get married to the wrong person, I'm going to lose everything. And a lot of men are basically even going to the point that they're forming their own group which is called MGTOW, I heard, that basically some men are saying, I don't want to know nothing about women at all. Seeing they're, they're, they're basically trying to do the same revolution as feminism and saying, you know what, you wanted to do this, we're going to do the same way. There's, the Generation X is waking up, and a lot of men are saying, I don't want to even get a girl, I just want to have somebody that I have my place, she has her place. I go to over to her place, I do whatever I need to do, and I go home, and I have peace. I don't own up to anybody and everything. I just do what I need to do. And many men are thinking about that. So until we change the law, until we tell a lot of women that the power trip has to stop, because one point, a lot of men are not accepting it anymore, things are going to go worse and worse. Marriage will, come, will never come back to what it is. It won't surprise me that a generation, whatever, will come and ask us, what was marriage? It won't surprise me. <laughs> but you know what it, what it boils down to is, for whatever reason, whether it be 
um, the Internet, whether it be technology, whether, whether it be the world is a lot smaller, people just are not interested in compromising anymore. Exactly. They so they, they would rather keep their distance. They, they don't mind establishing a relationship, but they're not going to establish a relationship as intimate as marriage. And so they're not going to jeopardize their happiness like compared to back in the days. They're not going to do that, man. Not that generation. Generation is like, hey, oh, it's either, oh, it's either oh, you're, I'm not happy, see you. For any reason. I don't believe. It don't, it's kind of not making sense to me, and let me tell you why. Marriage is still a billion. Weddings are still a billion-dollar business. It's, it's, it's the number one that is still missing, right? Within a relationship. Okay, it depends on what you, where you walk from. Um, that's, that's where you're wrong. There is more single people than married people now. So For the first so time in the USA, there is more single people, and they did a study. There is more single people than married people. Yeah, but That's some of those fact. single people aren't old enough to be married. So if you no, 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 no. There's people. more single people that are wait, able wait, to I'm get married. I'm trying to hear his point. Than, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to hear his point though, because I'm kind of confused. Because if we're just talking about money, pets are 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 are, are more of a billion dollar business. So I'm trying yeah, to understand the point. Okay, so 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 listen. So, so you saying so so. So what happened to Tony? Uh, what happened? We lost him. I think we lost him. Tony. Okay. Tony had to go research come. that point. <laughs> well, we I, 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 I have to say, uh, yeah, he dropped. Yep. I don't, I don't know if I go that. Um, we have a whole lot of um, people out there trying to be married and. Right now, society is not letting them be married because of the way they hide. But you know, I, look at look at all the all the hypersexuals, what I call them now. Look at all the hypersexual people. They hate to see people in long term marriages. It seems like they get on online and they wish for their divorce. And, and you know, they they just hate to see them happy and with someone. They, you know, until they finally get mad and stop talking about them like they stopped talking about Mary J. Blige married. You know, it, it's it's like I w- I'm going to be married one day. But, you know, this is why I listen to the show. I need to listen to how Cass is operating when X, Y, Z happens. And, but hold on, and, you hold, know, on hold on. Oh, classic, classic. So you say you're going to be married one day. Oh, yeah. But the reason that you're not married now is why? Quality that I'm currently around is is lacking. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, 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 hold on. Let me, let me be honest. Okay. All right. Now, Classy, you know I'm from Atlanta, okay? Yeah. Now, now, the women, you got women down there just like women everywhere else. Nope. That's it. Well, hold on. Let me finish. Let me finish. I'm born and raised down there, so I know the quality of women, and there are a lot of quantity of women that's, that's in industries because of the men around them that requires a certain uh, behavior from them, and they result to that behavior. That doesn't make them uh, that doesn't make them bad women. It just makes them adaptable women to their environment. Now, if you take a woman out of there and bring her wherever you're going. 
then I guarantee you that woman won't take that mentality with it because she will adapt to you instead of the environment. You understand what That's I'm saying? That's a big risk. So I, totally agree. So, I, to- I totally do. Okay, so, so what I'm saying is the, the quality of women down there is because it speaks to the quality of men down there. If a man don't want a girl down there that ain't wearing tight shorts and ain't wearing tight skirts and ain't on the stripping pole, then guess what every woman is going to aim to do just to gain the attention of men. And the other half, some of the men is gay. Are gay. Okay. So okay. They're trying to adapt. Atlanta, trying to, we live in huh? DC. No, no, go no, ahead. No. I, I I understand your point. Go ahead. Yeah. So so, so what I'm saying I is, if if because we're talking about uh, we're talking about Atlanta and the quality of women down there, and he said that it's it's pure quality of women down there. That's why he's not married or haven't made a selection down there. But not men. You you are a different kind of dude, classy for that for that place. If you sure. if for majority if the majority of men down there they want to be hustlers they want to be thugs they want to be you know all that type of thing so what what are the girls going to be they're not going to be college women that's that's wearing you know nice dresses and and all these type of things they're going to be or they're going to adapt to what the man down there majority of the men want them to do. Hey, 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 I think that's even almost a cop out type of no uh, no no, no, no. The, reason, the reason I say that is. Even if it is a, a lack, say if the women in Atlanta are not the highest overall quality in comparison to other areas, it's still plenty enough of marriage material in Atlanta. Right. Okay, here's, here's, here's the problem, okay, and, and I'll be short because I know other people want to speak. Here's the problem. It's just like when somebody jumped in and say, if you want to risk that. I'm of the mentality, love God, love the thought of marriage, very romantic, probably can give romantic tips. But my problem, gentlemen, is I don't want to be in a situation where the character of a person is not okay. I'm not even asking it for it to be stellar. I'm saying okay. The other problem I run into is I run into some great women, but they are very lazy. In, 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 in their approach toward health, and I don't want to be part of that. Not that they're not great people, and just like the brother said, they are, they are marriage potential. It's just that if you have a lazy spirit and you just want, no matter what color you are, that isn't something I want to get into. So my thing is I have to have something halfway decent. And, gentlemen, I've been here for 17 years. It's it's. You know, I almost got married to a lady I met out here, so I did find one. But my problem is there's so many. Why didn't you marry that one? Why didn't you marry that one if you found that one? Because because the way that I think now was not the way that I thought back then. Back then I thought, hey, I'm doing 50, you're doing 50. Why is this, I mean, why are you doing what you're doing? I didn't realize you had to be more patient. I didn't realize you had to teach your woman. I didn't realize you had to do all these things. I thought, hey, I'm a good guy, I'm loyal, I'm bringing my 50 to the point, but I kept having to go back and help her with her stuff after we would have a conversation of, hey, this is going to be our plan. And then she would go and do something totally different, non-appreciative to what we had. I didn't realize I need to show this lady, hey, look, however you were raised and you're, we're, we're, we're together now. You 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 gotta do this, and you know she was more churchy than me. 
but she wasn't applying the principles of what she was reading. She was just attending church. So here's what happened. When she married another individual, we, met at, we, we, we bumped into each other at the hospital. She said, when you left, I was real distraught. But she said, tell you what, my husband tells me the same stuff you used to tell me. I said, yeah, I wasn't against you. I was trying to get you to understand. But, see, I didn't understand back then you had to put in all that work with your wife. I thought, like most do, hey, look, I'm nice. I'm a good guy. <laughs> I'm not going to hit you, cheat on you. And, you know, it, you got to do much more as a, as a husband. See, the problem is when you come into a marriage thinking it's a 50-50 situation, um, you're doomed for failure because marriage is not 50-50. Marriage is 100-100. 100-100. Exactly. And if you come in thinking 50-50, all of a sudden you're going to look at your woman going, you're not doing your 50. I'm doing 60 and it's 40 or 70-30 or 80-20, and you're going to back up, and that's going to be a problem. Marriage isn't 50-50. You've got to be willing to do all of it. It's definitely 100-100. Yeah. Yeah. Good words. So what are the upsides to getting married? What are the upsides to getting married? Okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Go ahead. And that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> Me too. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for that answer myself. Where is Antonio and Darren? This day too. Let that brother tell us. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm right, right here. here. Tell us. I ain't going nowhere here. I'm right here. <laughs> Tell us, brother, what are the upsides uh, to get into? I tell it all. I tell it all. (laughs) Andrew, confession was part of the program today, okay? And I didn't hear that. I I, I can't hear him. Can you guys hear him? No, I can't hear him. Can you repeat that, brother? Can you repeat that for us, brother? The confession was part of the problem today, right? Yes. You said you can't do 50-50, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, what I was trying to do 50-50, and she wouldn't let it. She wouldn't let it do 50-50 no matter what. And I just could not figure it out. So what did she want? <laughs> I don't know what she wants. I'm just trying to do my part right now. Mm. Who am I speaking with? This yeah, is that's Tony. Yeah, that's Tony. Tony. I know I got yeah. Andrew on the phone. Andrew on there too. Yeah, Andrew. Andrew, Andrew. 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 Because I wanted to do 50-50, because I thought that was fair, because you wanted to be a man. You wanted to punch me in the face when you wanted me to. And maybe I'm going in the wrong place with this one, but... It's still early. It ain't but 11 o'clock. 
far as I'm concerned, we got a long way to go. I'm How long you been married? Eighteen years. Whew. Wow. Almost nineteen years. And most of the time, I made sure everything was taken care of. Mm-hmm. You take care of the little shit, I take care of the big shit. Excuse my language. Excuse mm-hmm. my language. Because mm-hmm. that's what I wanted to do, because I'm supposed to be the man. And that's what I'm supposed to do. Take care of the big shit. You take care of the little shit. So why don't you think that worked? Oh, you don't want me to go there tonight. You can if you want to. Who am I talking to? That's Tony. It's Tony, man. And Tony, you go to what church? Tony, who's golf with? Huh? Yeah, he he used to go to our church. He used to go to our church, now I go to New Life. You go to New Life, Tony, because I developed a problem with alcohol. Mm-hmm. Which I'm trying to get rid of. I don't need it. That's the worst thing that ever came into my life. And that was like six, seven, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. But before that, me and Breland and my son and my children, the, the, you know the Warrens, right? You know who I would say the Warrens, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. We were hanging out with the Warrens. We were going on trips with the Warrens. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally in their car. Roger Warren, Pastor Warren. Well, we've been going to that church for a long time. Mm-hmm. So what do you think brought on the, the drinking? Do you think it was the problems with your marriage or something else? It had to be the problems with marriage because sometimes I try to pay the bills and, you know, if you got a budget, you know your budget, and you put money into your budget no matter what because you got kids. And then the budget, he wouldn't put money into the budget. Who else is on this phone? We got a few brothers here, man. Go ahead. You haven't been drinking tonight, have you? No. Okay. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. It kind of sounds like that to me. I ain't going to front. I can ask the same question. 
<laughs> yeah, we still here, brother. So you just you just sound a little, you know, sound a little tired there. Your brother, Andrew, no way I'm like that. Yeah. Sometimes you got to look at the at at um any addiction as um the the safety net for you to run to when problems come. Right. And in the statement, you know, they, they, well, it's, it's some, sometimes it's considered what, what, what gives you pleasure so you don't have to deal with the things that are going on. And, you know, sometimes even, it can even go back all the way to when you was a teen, you know what I'm saying? Um, and, you know, you, I don't know how the other brothers feel, but I just wanted to interject that how I rooted mine out was I had to go all the way back and see it from when it first started and where I first started running to that issue. So, you know, in order to fix it, you might you, you might need to consider um, the fact that you're running or you're using this to dull the pain of dealing with certain things. That's just one way of considering it. Hey brother, let me ask you this: how How was your relationship before six years ago? Before you started drinking? First years of my relationship. What's my no, I, no, what I was saying was, how was your relationship before you started drinking? With my wife. Yes. It was great. I mean, we we had our Dumb doo doo shit, but you know. So, so do we you, get over that in like a heartbeat? So, would you um, would you agree to say that after you started drinking, that's when it turned down? Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so you know your problem then, right? Yep, 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 yep. Okay, so who do you point the finger at then? Myself. Okay, so do you know how to change that? Yes. Okay, because, you know, I mean, cause, because the reason why I'm at, I don't really have no cut cards for you because the the fact is that if we see the problem and we know the problem and we don't correct the problem, then we're looking for failure. If you know what the problem is and you correct the problem and you work on what your problem is, then you, you, you're trying to gain success. But you're not trying to you're trying you're not aiming at success if you know what your problem is and won't change your problem or you won't fix the problem or won't or won't seek help. Yeah, well, but I think I, you know I had a couple I of think, problems to the problem with anyways. Huh? Yeah, but I think to, to Rodney's question. Okay, go ahead, Rodney. I I think the question is before you get there, you know, the question is like, do you want your family back? And that's you know we we talking about. You know, no, the topic of no, and the answer is simple. Like, do you want your family back, yes or no? Just say no. Or yes. Right. I mean, do you want your family back? Like, if you, you know, you're reminiscing about the times, you know, when your marriage was, 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 was better. I mean, is that something that you want? 
back or no? So what the brothers are saying, you know, you gotta you gotta make this your your courage moment. You gotta you're 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 amongst men and you obviously wanted to get some type of help or feedback by mentioning it. I mean I've done it too. This is your courage moment. This is the moment that the brothers are saying the next move is the best move. What do you you know, what are you deciding? Yeah, I know these are the brothers of the church, and not all of them. How many you know me? Um, Andrew, you know me. Um, I'm not sure who else is on the phone, but I do. I want my family back. Well, good. That's that's a start. It ain't. It's not worth it. It's stupid. Where's your family now? Where's your family now? Like tonight? They somewhere else? In an apartment, three three blocks away. So they stay three blocks away. So so right now, right now, as you're talking to us, your family's somewhere else. Yes. Right. Okay. Now again, I don't really know what difference it makes at this point who goes to what church and and, and any of that because I see you're you're trying to see who knows you. Let's just make make let's just say none of us know you. And what I'm listening to is somebody who's admitting to having an issue, but now the issue has caused you to lose your family, but they're only three blocks away. Hmm. So the issue isn't do I want my family back? The issue is am I willing to disconnect myself from the one thing that's keeping me from keeping my family back. And it sounds like the alcohol. I could be wrong. But which is more important at this point, the alcohol or getting your family back? Getting my family back. So what are we going to do about alcohol? Now I don't like alcohol. But it's got control of you. No, the alcohol does not have control of you. You you no, you ask go ahead. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. This the, your alcohol, the alcohol does not have control of you. You actually every time you touch that, you actually give the alcohol power. You no, gotta no, remember. Get, you you, you, no, you gotta remember. I said I have Andrew and I have Rodney. Those are the only two people that I might know on the phone. So yeah, but but, but, but you know, just like, just like Darren said, it doesn't matter who who you know. You, you you're trying to get help, and I've been in the same type of position to where, and and even my father has been in the same type of position. So you you just have to understand at, in in this moment right here that. This is your courage moment. This is the moment you you are around men who are trying to help you understand the alcohol does not have power. You give the alcohol power every time you go to it. You you have to understand in this moment, I think that's what Darren's trying to get you to understand. Don't worry about who you know or who you don't know at this moment. 
this is a helping moment for you. You can have victory tomorrow if you choose it. Powerful. And let me ask you a question, brother. Have you have you had anything to drink tonight? Um, I've been, uh, it's okay if you have. It's okay if you have. Be honest. It's okay if you have. And I'm saying that because you're still dealing with this thing. So you didn't have yeah. no idea what was happening tonight. It's okay if you have, be, but be honest about it. We don't, we, we, we're not here to judge you. No. So, brother, have you had Did anything you? to drink tonight? Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. See, this is where the healing starts, man. The healing starts right. with what you just said just now. Yes. Earlier you said no, now you said yes. We ain't here to judge you. We want you to get your family back. But the thing right. is you've got to ask yourself right now, are you in a state of mind where you can have your family back? Do you deserve to have them back tonight? Absolutely not. Okay. So now we've got to find to get to that safe place where you can have your family back in a deserving manner, where you say, I'm on my way to some kind of recovery. Because I'm pretty sure that that's, that's what they want to see too. Yeah. But I keep saying that, and I keep doing the same thing. Yeah. I don't know what else to do. What do you want to do? I'll, I'll say this, and I'll, I'll pitch the class is that, you're not doing the same thing because I don't recall the last time you've been on our show. So you obviously did something different at least in the past few years, right? Sometimes I would listen in. Um, when you had the other sub-network. Yeah, but we, I mean, we haven't been on that since 2013. Hmm. We haven't yeah. been over there, and, you know, it's been over a year. So at least, you know, you're talking 12, 18 months that you haven't been on our show. So you have done something different because you, you want him right now, right? So that's, like you said, I mean, this is where the healing starts, right now. Right. With you being here right with now. us. No judgment zone. You did a good thing today, brother. You You, you spoke out loud what's holding you back, to strangers. And that's, that's a very powerful thing. That means that it's less and less holding you. When you're able to confess to somebody you don't know what's hurting you, you know, when, when, when I was a little younger, porn, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to walk with you on that, porn was one of my addictions. I had to do the same thing you do, you're doing right now, and confess. Just like I confess with these brothers. These brothers have known me calling on this show quite often. I've never said that. I'll give you another confession. When I was younger, uh, I was hitting my girl at the time. I had to cure myself of that. And you know why I can speak to it now, brother? Because I've been where you're at right now, to where I had an addiction that was holding me back from greatness, and I had to deal with it. But the first step, is what you've done tonight. You've confessed it to strangers. It's the most mm. powerful thing you can do. It's empowering. So I'm congratulating you tonight 
for the step that you've taken for tonight. You realize that there's a problem, and you're making adjustments to fix it. Now, have the courage to step even further and get it fixed. Sometimes you can find a $40, $60 counselor. Nobody has to know, not your church, just some little you know, family center or something where you can go talk out your problems. Sometimes you need that. My mother, I, I went to go visit my mother. My mother was feeling something about herself, brother. I stopped the car, called up a, a, a family counselor that I didn't know just to get her somebody to talk to and pay for it at that moment. That's what you need now. That's the next step. You need a regular person to talk to about your concerns, so it can have less and less power. That's what got me through, and it can get through you, you through too. Yeah. Say that again, brother. I can't hear you. I said to like Andrew said, it's just too easy. You test a little neon sign. You said it's getting me in the do you have our information on the line? And you can just give us a call because you can just call that number anytime. And if you need any help, if you need us to get up out of our bed to to direct you home past that neon sign, just call one of us wherever you are. And we can, and and this show just ain't for you know laughter and giggles and fun and all that other stuff. It's for other stuff. It's mainly for this thing, this type of thing. No, Andrew, are you still on the phone? Andrew, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Andrew. I'll just call Andrew. Okay, That's call fine. Andrew. Whoever you feel comfortable with, just call Andrew. And I'm quite sure Andrew is a committed dude, and he will make sure that you get from point A to point Z without passing all that other stuff. Am I right, Andrew? I mean, that's the kind of brother you seem like to me. Yep. And, and, you know, when you guys talk to the brother, um, you know, know, we don't want to say it here, but when you find out what city and whatever he's in, you know, Google some uh, uh, places in his area that deals with his situation that he got yeah. options. Yeah. You know, many a times uh, we want to yeah. have options just in case Andrew ain't available. And you can also Google something called sliding scale fee, and uh, that's for mm-hmm. those people who are willing to take uh, lower amounts of money to uh, deal take, with scenarios. Say that, say, that, um, say that again. It's called a sliding scale fee. And, uh, yeah. yeah, you can uh, Google whatever that is concern is and sliding scale fee, and there's a bunch of people that will come up in your area that may even be only 40 bucks. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I, I just, you know, so, so, look, so look into that. So that, is that for any area, Classy, or because we that's don't have for any area. Any, any area where there are counselors or um, uh, issue specialists, I, I'll just say issue specialists. So whatever that concern is, particularly where whether it's, you know, the A word, the P word, doesn't matter what it is, you can look that up and sliding scale fee and you can awesome. uh, run it to some individuals. And, and but, but 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 try not to do it toward, 
your church or anywhere you practice because there's too there's too much familiarity there. That's right. You want to go that's somewhere right. that's totally different. That's right. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. That's right. Hmm. All right, Andrew, you got that? Yeah, I got it, man. Appreciate you, man. Tomorrow's a new uh, 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 a new day, Andrew. You did the best step today. No, no, Andrew is not the one. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Andrew gonna help him out. Well, yeah. I mean, Andrew, you're right. Andrew is the help. Yeah, well, you're right. Yeah. You're right, class. Yeah, no doubt. No, Andrew, Andrew is the help. Yeah. God is the one. So. Amen, bro. And we'll definitely be praying for you as well, man. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. I'll see you guys in church on Sunday. So, um. All right. Thanks, bro. I apologize, gentlemen. My old counselor thing kicked in. I do apologize. No. Oh, no, you're no. good. That's that's good. Like you're good. Yeah, that's why you're here. That's why you're here, brother. That's why you're here. But the, I, I go back to the question I asked um, the brother, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll restate it and re-ask it. Uh, what are the upsides to getting married? One of the upsides is to being married, if you allow uh, marriage to work for you, these these, um, strongholds, like my brother was just talking about, it will help you if you would allow it to. If you don't buck against marriage, it will escape you from every, and I believe it's designed to to take you out of every trap that we will foolishly fall in if we were by ourselves and on our own. Not saying that we're not smart enough to, or wise enough to stay out of all these traps, but marriage gives you that extra edge or encouragement to stay out of drama, trouble, and, and, and all kind of things. Like I said before, my wife is a cause of me and my success right now. She caused me to elevate this entire family by the way she was or by the way she is. She, she's the cause of me. I was perfectly fine with a bachelor's degree, but she's the one that caused me to get two master's degrees. She's the one that caused me to get two and three businesses and two and three homes and and just so much stuff. She gave me the encouragement to go on on, on this job and ask for the amount that I, I well not ask. She gave me the encourage. She encouraged me to demand a certain amount, which got her off of her job. So if you allow marriage to do what God has designed it to do, not trying to go Bible study with it, but if you allow marriage to do what God designed it designed for it to do, then a man will be better off and can get his family to victory a lot quicker than he could if he was just by himself. Oh, I oh I disagree completely. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Talk to him. Oh my God. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you do, Stan, <laughs> let me let me say let let me say where where I do agree with him on is that if you have a true teammate, which which I understand, me and Stan don't see enough of them, but he I think he's talking from when you have a true teammate, you have right. that capability. But go ahead, Stan. Oh no no! I saw I saw many people do get get married, and I'm sorry. If you needed, I'm I'm going to be blunt. If you needed your wife to make you ambitious to the point of saying that I don't deserve this or this money or this thing, that's you. Because I know many men who don't need a wife or anybody or very ambitious and say, you know what? 
I deserve to be paid a million dollars. I'm going to go get it. No wife or none, nothing. The most successful people in this world, a lot of them are not married. A lot of them had all those things. They work hard because they believe it. Once they've done whatever they did, then the marriage, then somebody came along to to have it. But the potential and everything was always there. Not the potential. Hey, Stan, but how, doesn't hold on, hold out. on, hold on, Stan. Stan the most quick. successful people are the most miserable people. No, they're not. That's what you think. I don't believe that. I'm trying to tell you. Many, many people, many people are miserable. Many people are not miserable. It depends on what the person is. There are some people alone who are very happy traveling and everything. And there's some people that need to have a partner who believes in their mind that if I don't have somebody with me in my life, I won't be complete. The whole uh, Jerry Maguire thing that we think that if I don't have somebody in my life, you're not complete. No, you are complete on your own. You add somebody in your life. You're supposed to be complete on your own. You're supposed to be great on your own. If you don't have greatness on your own and you're adding somebody, you're asking somebody to put greatness on you, you're not complete. You're supposed to I be complete. The thing that marriage adds to life more than anything is the ability to be uh, to have true intimacy with another person. Um, without marriage, you cannot develop that point of intimacy because you haven't become one. Um, marriage gives you the ability to have that intimacy with another person. And to back, to back that up, to piggyback off of that, and this is to Stan, Stan, do you, can you recognize that there are challenges that help develop a person that you can only really have in marriage? You can't duplicate that, those challenges that help develop you without a spouse without a commitment to somebody that requires a strong level of compromise. In my opinion, I agree with Darren a whole lot. Marriage develops you in a, in a way that nothing else can. But I, I, but I don't agree that marriage develops. I think that a lot of men think that they're compromising, but they forget their own happiness. It goes back to what we talked about, happy wife, happy life. There's many men who have that philosophy. There's many well, men who Yeah, they're compromising their happiness. They're compromising who they are. But you can still, but the power, but then, the, the power is figuring out, to fi- figuring out, becoming wise enough and strong enough to find happiness within that compromise. That's yes, but the it, beauty but, and but the power if, of But it. if you have a philosophy that if I do not make my wife happy, Nobody said, nobody necessarily said that, or rather, I think that's, that's after the beauty. That's after the, the, the law, the, uh, the fact that marriage is, is a particular challenge that you can't duplicate in any other way. Stan, Stan, let me help you understand. What, 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 what they're saying is something I, I do believe in. It's just that I don't, I don't see it that much. But what they're saying is, in this institute of marriage, it stretches you into a different comfort zone. You you go from being a caterpillar to a butterfly, and yes, there sir. is compromise in that stand. Yeah, that's they. I, I do agree, but they're saying it's good compromise because it it helps develop you even beyond where you were without this woman. 
depending right. but, on. But that, that's right. where I get. That's where I don't agree because you you have to have a really exceptional partner to even think about that. Because many brothers that that's I see who who compromise, who compromise, they compromise for only reason because they're scared of hell. First of all, they were a partner that they can't even be honest with. With how many marriages? Hey, hey, the beauty of marriage, the beauty of God's marriage, is you actually don't have to have an exceptional person. You just have to be Ooh. married. No, no, no. You have to have an exceptional person because if you're gonna be in my life as my partner, you have to be somebody that has to be a good friend. You have to be somebody that has to be trustworthy. This is a beauty. This, this is the power in it. Both of you can be raggedy as all get out and develop to that. You don't have no, to be can't. that. No, no, you, you can't. You just have to you be can't. committed to marriage. Can't you can't? It's either you have to meet somebody who has those things. You cannot develop them. It's either somebody is respectable or somebody's not. It's either somebody's trustworthy or he's not. It's either somebody's honest or he's not. Because too many people are acting like they're in a marriage that everything's going, but nothing's going. And we see those same guys or some women going to barbershop and saying one thing, and then we're telling them, how come you don't talk to your husband and your wife of the truth? And they will never say the truth of their husband and wife. That's not a great marriage in my eyes. Hold on, hold on. Listen, listen, listen. That's just a few circumstances. Let me ask you a question, Stan. How important is it for you to find a perfect mate for Stan? How important is that? Very important. The perfect mate for you. No, no, not the perfect mate. I don't want perfection. I don't don't believe in perfection. The only thing I expect from my mate is to be the best person that she needs to be. The only thing that I expect okay. from my mate is to be uh, to be have have integrity, have honesty, be trustworthy, and have be respectable. That's the only thing okay. I expect from my mate. But it's important to you. Yes, right? of course it is important to me. Now, to find now, somebody, now, yes, you're right. So, 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 let's say that person comes along next month, and you find this person. What are you going to do? Get to know her, date her, find out what. Well, I'm already dating somebody who's good, but are we going? Or but but we're seeing that. But I'm seeing conflict with her with the honesty, and I know in my mind that if we do get married and everything, it would not work if we're not honest with each other. And I'm testing that right now, and I'm testing. She may not be the person. She may not be the person that I'm referring to. Then, if there's honesty, yeah, yeah, it could be another person and everything. But the honesty is something I'm testing right now with that person, and that's a big conflict that we're having right now, because she okay, basically, sure. like a lot of women, don't want to know the honest truth when a man talks. Don't want. Oh no, it goes to emotional and things like that, and I don't want that. I want her to be honest with me, whatever she needs to see. Even if I don't agree with her, at least I'll come to her and say, you know what, I don't agree with what you're saying, but you know what, I respect that you were honest with me because our relationship is based on that. But if you don't let me do that, a double. Also, hold on. Let me, also, do a, uh, let, let me do a monkey wrench with you real quick, Stan. So, and, 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 and I'm not trying to be right. I'm trying to – I'm actually enjoying this conversation between you and the fellas, but – Let's assume that I am God for just a hot second. And I say, hey, Stan, I've actually given you a couple of scenarios to put you in a better scenario like Darren, you know, to stretch you into 
being more comfortable and, you know, uh, uh, having everything you said you wanted when you prayed to me, Stan, but you keep finding issues with them. I mean, I'm I'm trying to give you these help meets to broaden you. So what would you say to that if if the divine came and, and had that conversation with you, that, that you were actually getting in the way of that next level? Mm-hmm. Well, I w- <laughs> first, of all, <laughs> first of all, I wouldn't say where were you because you're not showing yourself more to humanity to show that your presence is there. But coming back to what I said, I would say I'm, I was just human. I was doing what I thought I needed to do, what I thought was right. And if you told me those teammates was, I didn't see it. I would just be telling him I'm human. I didn't see that. And, and, and I think that's what the fellows are, are suggesting. They're saying that, and I'm sorry, fellas, for, for, for putting it this way, but they're saying that the unicorn is out there for you to bump into, whether you and I think that there's less of them. What, what they're saying is it is out there, and sometimes we, Q, for example, has gotten in the way so that I can't get to that next. And I think that's what they're trying to suggest, that it is out there. It's just that, you yeah. know, as long as we hold on to this theory, we're less likely to see it. I, I don't know, fellas, am I close? That's right. You're, you're actually, no, listen, I, listen, well, listen, you're actually better than close. And, what yeah. I'm, and, and let me echo a little bit. So the missing, the missing factor, the missing piece, is, is the faith, and I'm not going to get too spiritual, but what I'm saying is the faith that, that, that this person that you, you can go the distance with. Because there's got to be faith. You've got to step faith and stop overanalyzing what you've got. She ain't going to be perfect. She may not be feel as though she can be honest with you in the beginning. So now you're looking at her like she's dishonest. They have to get to a point where they can trust you with certain information that you won't go against them at a later date. So you got to figure out, okay, how can I maximize what I can get out of this relationship right now and have faith that we can make it? And I think faith, you will never get past the second or third base. Mm. And, further, and furthermore, saying, furthermore, saying, I didn't, I, I, I have it in me. I had it in me to do all those things on my own. But to be honest with you, I was perfectly comfortable with playing PlayStation in my drawers. Oh, well, that, with, that was you. That was you. But, but many I'm, people listen, don't listen, need listen. a wife. Hold on, hold on, I'm t- hold on a second. I didn't, say, I didn't say many people need a wife. We, the question was, how does marriage help you? Yeah. And why, why is marriage you. Okay, well, I mean, that's your opinion. And, but I've, I've seen it work as a fact in my life. I've seen mm-hmm. it work as a fact in others' lives. And, you know, a part of, you know, the, the, the people that, that don't see it work in their life because they've been, uh, they, they've been betrayed in their past and, it's, and it's, it's hard for them to trust people, then it, I see it less in their lives. You see what I'm saying? So in my life, I've, I've allowed, I, I got out of my own way and allowed marriage to work its course in my life. I hearkened or I listened to this woman even when I didn't feel like it because I thought she was garbage half the time, and I just said, let me go ahead and listen to her because she might have something behind what she's saying. And I'm telling you, we wouldn't be where we are today if it wasn't for me listening to the things that she was trying to tell me to do to enable to 
in order for this family to be elevated. And the only person that can elevate a family is the head. A woman they can't say, do that, or that's not her position. Yeah, he's saying Go ahead, bro. I just want to go one step deeper. Can I drive it on him, Rodney? Go ahead. Go ahead, bro. You got it. I'm going to drive on him. My wife's name is um, Sandra, those of you that don't know. Um, Stan, I enjoy listening to you come on this show because you make a lot of sense most of the time. And, and, and Classy, you too, you come on and drop the signs. But I would have never met any of y'all if it wasn't for my wife, Sandra. Mm. <laughs> I would have never met. What repeat, repeat what you said. Anyway. I, would have, I, I wouldn't have. I enjoy talking to y'all week after week. And when the, and the weeks that y'all don't come, we miss you guys. But what I'm saying is the point I'm trying to make to you is I would have never met you guys. I've never spoken to you. I would never have heard your voice if it wasn't for my wife, Sandra. And your wife, what has his wife got to do with anything? Right? What has his wife got to do with anything? But because I got married to her, and I wanted to be a better husband, a husband that got divorced in the past. I wanted to be a better husband. I said, you know what we need? We need where men can sit down about being a better husband. I've been married to her, and I want, you know, had I not wanted to be a better husband for her, I would have never said, hey, let's get on this, this, this radio show and do this thing. It would have never happened. Mm. So that's, that's, deep, that's bro. my personal story of, you know, mm-hmm. now I, and because of her, I've met you guys, and now we're elevated, and we get to God. God can come on and say, I got an addiction, and we can help him. People can come on and say and talk about things that they never said to anybody ever and ever. They get on this show and say it, and they, and they release themselves, and they free themselves mm-hmm. from that demon. It's all mm-hmm. because of that woman. Wow. And Stan, I, I know you want to uh, respond to that, but... <laughs> No, there's nothing to respond. I respect what he is. Like I said, I'm very happy that you found somebody that's great. I'm very happy. I wish wish there was a duplicate of your wife. I wish that we could all say, you know what, there's not 50% divorce. There's there's only 95% of people are married or happy and 5% of divorce because we don't know what's happening with those. I wish it was like this. I wish there was no abuse. I wish there was no man killing themselves once they lose, once they don't know what happened. Oh, I got divorced. I don't know. I thought I did everything wrong. I wish that women, 70% of women don't declare divorce over a man that basically thinks that he did whatever he needed to do. I wish that a lot of women, we asked them, as the survey said, five years or six years or ten years later, would you still marry this man if you had to do it again? And 85 or 70% of women said, no, I wouldn't marry that man if I had to do it again. I wish it wasn't like this. But those are the facts of life. Hey, Stan. You got to talk about uh, the good uh, stories, too, though, man. Go yeah, ahead, that, that, Of course. That's they're great that's, stories. That's what I was just but about to say. But they're getting rare and rare. I'm sorry. They're getting rare and rare. They're not getting... The, we, we, go ahead. The, I mean, the, the guys you're talking to, you're talking to right now are happily married. I know. And I, and I told them, I wish that we could duplicate what you, what you are doing to those women and everything. And I wish that your women could duplicate that and teach other women this is the way you need to act to become a great wife. And this is what and, you need to do. Because a lot of women are there, are not that great. I'm telling you, are not. And that's another and it, and, 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 saying that's another purpose for this show. So they can know 
that there are good marriages out there, and we're going to reverse right. that curse that you're talking about. Exactly. Right, we're going to let men know that there are good women or outstanding, remarkable women. The main problem is, Stan, that men, I'm, I'm just going to be, and this is my opinion, men will not let marriage do what it's designed to do. They want to continue to stand on pride instead of standing on compromise, instead of standing on stretching. They want to stand on something else. But Stan, um, I have uh, a monkey wrench um, in fellas. I'm actually due. So, now, Classy, you still on, brother? Hello? Hello? I don't know. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I couldn't hear anything. I thought I'd drop. But, you know, Classy was just playing God a few moments ago. And um, speaking of God, I want to drop this monkey wrench. Has God ever told you no? All the time. Explain. All the time. Uh, well, I'm in the house now, but if I'm in the store... I mean, summertime around here, toes out, toes out, back showing off your tattoos, all that stuff. Hey, it's always a no. When my head <laughs> turned, I mean, there are, I'm being real, there are some fine women out here, but that's off limits. And, and if you look like that, you start gawking. And if you start gawking, you go, your mind goes to the next step and the next step and the next step. And and I'm a man that's that's a heterosexual man that I'm attracted to women, and you know, but I'm married and it's a no and and it's and it's a benefit as well if mm-hmm. I listen and when I listen. Mm-hmm. Anybody else has God ever told you no? I don't think that He has for me, to be honest. Okay. I don't think that he has. I don't think he has for me either because I don't believe on the concept of God. I truly believe on your concept of you deciding, like, the example you're saying no to women because you have a monog. You chose to, to be with a wife and respect that choice of saying, you know what, maybe those women are great in tattoos, but if I do sleep with her, I will lose what greatness I have at home and peace I have at home. And there's no sure. way I will jeopardize that. For sleeping with just with a woman, but that's, that's a godly concept, even though you don't believe in them, Stan. That's no, I believe I believe in you because you made that choice because you saw that you have greatness at home. You have somebody great, and you're saying in your mind, "If I do this, I will jeopardize that." Am I ready to do that? And a lot of men would say no, and they will they'll be faithful, and some men will say yes, and they won't. But see, here's the thing, you. You're doing X's and O's, and I understand why you're doing it. Trust me, I'm not knocking you because I halfway agree. But I also halfway agree with them that I'm kind of in the middle. They're trying to say, once again, you get to a, okay, let me just use myself. The girl that I almost married, 
like you, I was like, hey, look, it needs to be X, Y, Z. Why should I do Z, Y, X? Because it doesn't equal out to. But then once I start conforming some of the things that I was steadfast in, I started getting stretched to a different understanding. And even when I left her, because I resorted back to, just like you said, hey, this ain't working, blah, 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 I was right in that, but I even stretched more by not being with her. Because now, having been in that type of experience, I saw other women differently, which is why I understand what you're talking about. But I just think that the gentlemen are trying to suggest there's a different level to get to. And the stronger you hold on to that philosophy, which it's been working for you. I, I, I get that. But they're just trying to say is there's something that you don't see. And I just think that's, that's, that's what they're trying to suggest. There's something that you don't see and a feeling that you haven't felt yet, and that's the coverage of marriage in the right, right. spiritual yeah. thing. Yeah. And, and I'm, yeah. I'm going to tell you something, Stan. I can't. You say you believe in me, but you can't believe in me if I'm mirroring something that you don't believe in. So I, I can only believe in, in something that you don't believe, what you say, but that's the only thing that holds me until I'm able to be strong enough to, you know, stand up on my own two feet. But until then, when I see those, when, 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 when I see those big booties in the mall and when I see these things that I don't necessarily be looking at, when I see those things, then I have something to draw me back in, like, hey, you need to be faithful because of this, that, or the third. You know, so I have to, I have to remain faithful to that. Yeah, but are you I faithful because are you faithful because God said it, or are you faithful because you have a, 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 monog- a, contra- a monogamous contract that you have with your wife that you need to to uphold? Are you doing it? If God okay, didn't on, exist, on, if tomorrow yeah. God didn't exist and we found out God didn't exist, would you still be faithful, or you, wouldn't you be? Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. But, but let me try to answer that question. What's that noise? Your, your phone is noisy. Go ahead. Phone is no, noisy. go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. I got that's it. Not my phone. I got okay, this. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so, so, so let's flip it just one time. Okay. Now let's talk about that. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Let's Go talk ahead, about the woman, Stan. And Stan, we ain't picking on you, but anyway, we are just No, I'm not picking on you. I'm picking on so, what he said. He said that I, I had faith on you because I think you have somebody great, and you're being monogamous because you have somebody great, and you won't jeopardize. But you said, don't have faith on me. Don't have faith on something that, that I don't believe. So I'm saying, if God didn't exist, would you still be faithful? Okay, and I'm going to try to answer the question uh, just a different way. But the answer is yes. Um, But yes and no. I'm going to answer your question. Yes and no. Because if he didn't exist, I would have cheated a long time ago. Long time ago. That's the truth. Long time ago. Wow. (laughs) Believe me when I tell you that. That was my last life. I cheated a long time ago before him. He came into existence for me in a more permanent way, and now I live differently. But let's get off of that for a minute. I'm going to talk about a woman. So you meet a woman. You got two women that you can meet, right? You got one woman, that's, and they both can look nice. They both can be really nice people, look just the way you want them to look. One can know God, and one cannot know God. Okay. 
Now, the one that, not know, that does not know God has no rules whatsoever. If anything goes with her, there's no responsibility, there's no repercussions, there's no nothing. So she can go with you today, go with James tomorrow, go with somebody else, right? Then you've got this woman that knows God and has got a relationship with God. And what her relationship tells her that if she's with you and she feels as though if she cheats on you, she's cheating on God. So now she's got accountability. So you've got the one woman that's got accountability and, the, and then you've got the one that doesn't. That's the difference. Well, the, the, the other one still has accountability. She has accountability over to me. Who? Like I have over to her. Who? It's not God. It's not God. If I take out God, she still has accountability because in front of all her who friends and everything over me, because in front of all her friends and me, she made a promise that she would be faithful to me. Like I made a but promise. She promised her. Who are you? Who are you? You're just another dude. I know. I'm a husband. I'm somebody that decided to be faithful to you. I decided for the rest of my life, I'm going to spend for the rest of my life with you and be faithful only to you. Like she made that promise. So she still has some loss because we did it the you celebration for the Stan, you got to be joking, Stan. Really? No, no, but joking, I know some man. people who are atheists that doesn't believe in God or are still married and they still do those things and they're very faithful. So I do not agree yeah, with Yeah, and then they be swinging on Thursdays. No, they don't swing Those on Thursday. Could also, be swinging on Thursday. They, they are very, they are very <laughs> faithful to the, each other, and they, and I know some people who are God fearing everything, and they're not faithful to each other. So God has nothing to do with it. If it was the case, everybody who is Christian or believing God would not be divorced, and we know that's not the case. But but listen, Stan, listen. There's a lot of people that go to church that don't know God. Don't get it twisted. There's people that talk holy, holy, and don't have a relationship with God. It's all a front. You see what I'm saying? How do you I'm talking about how do you know? genuinely how do you know? because, of of their because of their walk. That's right. Like certain people, certain, you, you, you can say, hey, come on, let's go drink. And they may tell you, no, there's nothing you can have a drink. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do to make me to the left. I ain't going to the left for you. And I've heard a woman once said, I am not going to burn in hell just because I want to cheat on my husband. Mm-hmm. These women, there's people out there that have a relationship that's more important than a husband. But the husband is the benefit of that relationship that they have with God and vice versa. That makes any sense. Yeah, makes makes a lot of sense. And y'all are talking about a lot here. Um and talking about so Tony, let me ask Tony one question. Tony, so sure. you said earlier that God have never told you no, but it, you just said he t- he did tell you no because in your last marriage you did whatever you want to do all the time, but now that God is talking to you, you're not doing what you want to do anymore. No, I'm, I'm doing exactly what I want to do. But you said if it was up to you, you would have cheated on your wife a long time ago. Exactly, and that's where I disagree. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm saying he just said if God, I think he said if God was gone tomorrow, what would you do? No, yeah. no, he would said. Would you still be faithful? No, Rodney, Rodney said, Rodney said, have God ever told you no? And you said, I don't think he ever told me no. Yeah, yeah. So how did he tell me no? 
he told you not to cheat on your wife because you said that's something that you would have did if it wasn't for him. Mm-hmm. Telling me no is telling me not to cheat on my wife? That's telling you no? I didn't go to him and say I want to cheat on my wife, and he told me no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. What are you talking about? No, no, no. no. You, said, you said, I want to cheat on you, my said wife. you did not cheat. You said you did not cheat. You have not cheated. If it was just, if it was just up to you, you would have cheated on your wife a long time ago. But since if it wasn't because my relationship with him, because of my relationship with him, I, that's the one of the main real cheat. This is what I'm trying to tell right. you. So he, he didn't he have to have, do it. That's an unspoken. Let me, let me help y'all. Let me, can I help y'all? Um, <laughs> you know, y'all are talking about, you know, your women, and, and, and thank you, Stan. Um, and, you know, my wife, her name, the derivation of her, the meaning of her name, means follower of Christ. And, you know, speaking of God, you know, my wife and I celebrated our 15-year wedding anniversary several months ago. Y'all give him glory. Thank you. Y'all give him glory. But at some point during our time away without our three little kids, I took the opportunity to ask her how I could be a better husband for the next 15 years. Here's what she said. Here's what she said. She told me that I could be a better spiritual leader of our household. Now, she didn't say that I was not the spiritual leader of our household, but there was room for improvement. And I totally agree with her. I totally agree with her assessment. She eventually gave me the specifics, but I already knew what she was getting at. She didn't really have to explain it because it wasn't a surprise to me. But in response to her, my lips said yes, but my actions have said no. Now, this was months ago, and honestly, I haven't changed much. I'm still as inconsistent as before we even had this conversation. So does anybody else other than me, or maybe it's just me, find it hard to be the spiritual leader of their household? Does anybody else find it hard to be the spiritual leader of their household? I'm going to try to answer this question, but and, and I'm going to prove Stan's point by answering this question because I know he's coming from half, well, actually more than half the time. And the fact that she's asking you to do something that you don't feel comfortable doing, that's why you haven't done it. She's asking you to be someone that you're not. Now, she wants you to be this person because this is her perception of what, I guess, a husband and head should be. But that's not who you're comfortable being in your own skin. You follow what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of times people have to say, okay, this is what I have. Let me love what I have instead of trying to change what I have. And I know you asked the question, well, how can I husband? But she's, she's, she's asking something of you that you're not comfortable being. And to add to that as well, it's very, very hard to develop new instincts. Like you guys have a, a household flow, um, particular um, tendencies that you guys have developed over 15 years, 
it is it's very very hard to to develop a new instinct with the pace of life still moving normally. Like if mm-hmm. you could just eliminate everything else and just focus on it, you could you could establish that as an instinct. But with everything, your job still being the same and all your other responsibilities being the same, it's just hard to develop a brand new instinct. Whether it be lifting mm-hmm. weights, working out every day, all that other, it's just hard to, to to do that. In the military, um, they send you the basic training. They put you in basically. They put you in a vacuum. They eliminate everything from your life, but what they want to expose you to. And it's easy to train people that way. But they couldn't effectively conduct basic training if a person still had a forty-hour-a-week job and marriage and kids and all that other stuff. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but what I'm hearing from both of you, you both use the word hard, and I agree that it's hard. But neither one of you said it was impossible. So yes, it is hard to develop new instincts. But if I want to have another successful 15 years. I would think that I would have to step out of my comfort zone and evolve and grow as a husband, as a father, and do those difficult things. But this is where you're going to fail, Rodney. What Tony was saying earlier, and I want to piggyback off what he's saying, your failure is, or this is where you will fail, when you're trying to be the spiritual leader for someone other than yourself, now you're trying to develop something that's not naturally there, right now. Mm-hmm. Now, when it when it's come when it's when it when it comes, it's gonna come like a flood. It's gonna come fast. It's gonna be like you're gonna have a a urge. You're gonna have a man. I got to get at my Bible. It's just like if I don't get to where I need to be, and if I don't get in this word like I I need to, I'm feeling like I'm starving, and that's what that's what happens. That w- that's what happened to me. I'm not going to say it happened for everybody, but my first wife wanted me to be, why can't you be more like this man who just loves God and he don't care about crying and he don't care about throwing his hands up? You think everything is all cool in the church and you think you got to be cool. Ain't nobody looking at you. So I'm like, so let me, tr- let me try to fake this funk to help to, to make this woman happy. And, then, and I was just so uncomfortable because that wasn't my comfort zone at all. I'm like, man, this is dumb. When I did it and came into it naturally on my own, it was just naturally, and then you don't care. But I couldn't reach that point where that other man was just by the command of my wife saying that she wanted a, a husband like that over there. I couldn't reach that by a demand like a snap of her finger. It's not, I'm, we're not genies, or we're not, we, we don't have that, that power to just come out of what we are to go into something you want me to be as you know from a perspective of a wife that it doesn't happen like that not in the spiritual world but when you're like okay baby i need you to get up off that couch and, and get something to eat you can get up and do that but when it comes to knowing god it can't be a demand from your wife it can't be a an order that's not an order you that's not a one to be obeyed that's like a prayer miss right there almost now if she's just saying hey i wish you can just be more spiritual, or, I can, or you can start walking right, or you can start reading your word daily. That'll help you develop and grow, and then God will take over from there. But it, you just can't make it happen just to make her happy. Well, what I'm, I'm troubled. I'm troubled by your statements, um, specifically 
speaking failure and how I will fail just because you failed. No, I'm not saying, no, I'm not, when I say you're going to fail, I'm directing towards, at my command, I need you to be more spiritual. Bam, I'm going to be more spiritual because you said to be. But that was not her command. No, I'm saying it. I didn't say that. You implied that. She did not say that. It wasn't a command. It was not a command. It was basically the things you just said in the latter about reading my word, spending more time. You know, that was the sort of thing that she was uh, talking about. Okay, I misunderstood you because I thought that you said that this is what she wanted you to do. And you said in order to make it another 15 years of my marriage, then one, two, three must happen. Yeah, but it Am wasn't a command. I mean, it wasn't a command like, you know, hitting a light switch or tomorrow I want you to be a better, uh, you know, spiritual head of our household. You know, it was the things you said, you know, just about how do you walk that out. I think somebody else uh, mentioned that. Um, yeah, he said he, he, he said the way you verbalized it came across as if right. it was That's conformity. True. Right. That's where it came off when you said it, what you just said. Now, whether she said how you said it or not, it came off to us when you, when you acknowledged it, like, this is what I need you to do. And, and if, if that's what she's looking for, it's not going to happen like that. Yep. I mean, Rodney, what do you think? I think you're wrong. I think, she, I think she's right. Because, again, as I stated, that I knew the answer to my question before I asked it. I knew where I was lacking and going back to the brother that was on earlier. Um, acknowledgement is the first step, awareness. So that's why I said it wasn't necessarily a surprise when she stated it. I do, I do, you know, and as, as Stan always said, you know, I had some self-reflection. I didn't really need her to tell me that. It was not anything that I didn't already know. It was just confirmation when she said it. It was like, yeah, I know. I know, honey. And she was okay, exactly so, right. So, mm-hmm. so why why is she still exactly right today on the 9th, on the 10th? <laughs> <laughs> you just proving our point. We're still exactly right. Why is she still going to be exactly right on the 11th? Well, it's because, you know, what Darren said is that there are things that I need to do because it's not going to happen overnight. It's not a light switch that I have not done since we've had the conversation. Sure. So that's why, you know, there's been no activity on my part to be better. And I'm just being honest mm-hmm. here. I think, that, been... I think that, but there's a reason mm-hmm. why. And the reason why I'm saying I think that in marriage, or any kind of relationship, at some point you have to accept the fact of that's who you are with. At some point you got to say, you know what, this Harry, this is who he is. Yes, probably going to want to go to watch a Redskins game at the drop of a dime and somebody gives him free tickets. Yes, he's going to want to play golf at the drop of a dime. Yes, he may take out the trash when I want him. Yes, he's not going to. But this is what he's going to do. 
he may not be the spiritual leader of my house and pray with us and pray over me and pray over the family and read the Bible and have study hour. But, yes, he's going to get up and go to church with us. He's going to do his service in church, and he's going to live his lively manner. At some point, we have to point good what's been keeping us in the marriage and stop trying to change the things that we think are imperfections. And I think right now you're comfortable where you're at, and you're still a good husband to her where you're at. She may be stressing for just a little bit more, and I don't think you should beat yourself over the head about it. Say, hey, look, I'm as spiritual as I am right now. This is the season that you're in. And just say, if it steps up and you get led by the Spirit to be more spiritual, then that's what's going to happen. But she can't just put that on you. She can't put that on you, and you adopt it and put it on yourself, and now you're like, yeah, I already knew what she was going to say. They've been saying it all along. I need to be more of a spiritual leader. But, what, but what's wrong with the spiritual leader that I, that I already am? That's the question. And, you, and, and, and then, you know, in, in, in other spiritual walks, their, their, their teachings are you may be at a space and time currently that does not define that's who you are uh, eternally. So when you look at, let's say, Job, uh, if Job had left well enough alone and not been in this fear-minded mentality, he would not have spoken to existence his family's demise. That's one way of looking at it. doesn't mean that's how everybody else reads it, but that's one way of looking at it. The fact that he spoke so much doubt into the air, it created a circumstance that ultimately toward the end affected his wife, made her speak out of turn, and then when he came unto himself, he realized, wait a minute, I actually need to just go back to what I was and even be more humbler about it. And then he got blessed even more so after. So, you know, sometimes we're in these spaces of time, and that isn't really who you are. And I think sometimes ladies have this theory of, well, that's just who he is, and that ain't going to change, or I'm not going to change. We all change. And I think in that example I was speaking with Stan earlier, when you stretch yourself beyond what you thought you could do, next thing you know, it becomes normal. Drake Drake has that, that, that great line, the only line I like that he says. He said, I used to wish for things but now they're normal to me now. That's good. And, and, I, and I'll take that. And that's good words all around, fellas. And I'll ask my final question in these last five minutes. Um, just tying it back to the topic, just wrapping this up, fellas. Um, compared to the, the guys that get married and really have no clue, what they've gotten themselves into, as we've discussed, in a myriad of ways. Do y'all respect a man more for actually realizing that he's not ready for this whole marriage thing? Do y'all, do y'all respect the guy who says no when it comes to marriage? Do y'all respect oh, him no, more than, than a guy that just jumps into it and says, hey, I'm married, hey, you know, and has no, no clue what he signed up no for? No doubt. No doubt. doubt. That's right. I definitely respect God. God bless him. God bless him. Yeah. Mm. He 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 ain't a part of the blind lead the blind. That's right. (laughs) 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 That's right. 
<laughs> That's a good word. So in conclusion, yeah. So in conclusion, pastor and author John C. Maxwell was once quoted as saying, "Learn to say no to the good, so you can say yes to the best." for the sake of the topic, not to be right. right. So I try to come at it from a, huh, and and that's why sometimes you'll hear me be very quiet is because I'm listening and learning. And uh, Our time time has expired, brother. Okay, I I apologize. Well, I'll let you next week. I'll let you all. All right, peace out.